Oh my oh, god! god. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Holy shit. Bet we can get some chicks, man. Bet we can get some chicks. <laughs> That's gonna be one of the clips that introduces the episode for sure. There was some skullduggery and some (laughs) shenanigans. Oh Um, yeah, big time. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Palmer knows some things I don't. This is gonna be even better podcast than I realized. You fucking coming for me! This is a long walk, short drink. We have with us an old friend that we have not. I I mean, it's been a decade, Dave. I I mean, how long for you do you think since Um, I've talked to this person? Probably not. uh, One, there's one time I I saw him in between. He he randomly uh, turned up at a show of mine and I shat my pants and gave him a big hug and then but i haven't seen her spoken to him since then until now oh man so joining uh dave and i on this uh episode of long walk short drink we have fellow cabin kid twinkie like thanks for joining us twinkie welcome my goodness i i can't believe this is happening i really can't believe this is happening (laughs) yeah where are you talking to us from yeah. We are live from my basement. Well, I'm live oh. from my basement. You're not live from my basement. In Denver, Colorado. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh we were while we were getting set up there, we were talking. It's like three states, three time zones. It's outrageous. Oh right. It's crazy. Well, and how many years? That was the thing. You just sort yeah. of said. Whatever. We'll it's been it. uh uh <laughs> I mean, Twinkie and I did talk last weekend. Uh, just he wanted to give his microphone and stuff a test just to see how it sounded. And uh, we actually cut that conversation short because we started just talking about stuff that we thought would be good for the podcast. So, uh, but before that, it was like 10 years, I feel like. I, it was during my first marriage. I Like the last time I saw Twinkie uh, was while I was married to my ex-wife and she... Uh, He came over to our apartment in Wadsworth and had a beer, and uh, that was it. Like, that was the last time. It was crazy. Well, speaking Uh, of beer, I I got one right in front of me that's that's, that's killing me. I got to crack it. You got one, Twinkie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm going to grab one real quick. All right. I'll wait for you. I get one out of my uh, six-pack here. Do you have something near? So you got something nearby? I was thinking about that. I was like, well, I'll bring in a couple, but I was like, then they'll get cold. <laughs> Be anarchy. Yes. <laughs> I save it for special occasions like such. That's probably why it looks so trim and healthy as you do. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've been wondering what you've been drinking, Palmer. This what last... you got there, Palmer? Sorry, I may. I may this is uh, um, so. Uh, Rheingeist and Sun King. Rheingeist is a brewery in Cincinnati. I don't know. Uh, I think Sun King might be Cincinnati too. Hmm. Um, but it's a uh, 
those are two different breweries. So it's a cooperative that they made. It's called Hundred Shilling Scottish Style Ale. And wow. it is, it's like, this is a, 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 a dying breed. This is like one of so many that exist. Yeah. I'll do, a little, do a little product placement. I'll do a screen capture. Uh, here you go. Rheingeist. Uh, a little, to your, a collaborative little brew. to your right so that I can see your face. Oh, okay. We got, you know, we got a Wayne's World. There we go. <laughs> I can't see it. You're fucking it up. You're fucking uh, it up. All right. Did I mean, you get it? No. Did you get it? <laughs> Closer to oh. you. There you go. <laughs> Back a little. I'm directed. Directed. Oh, very oh my God. You, you have no idea how I, much I'm, I missed this. I'm this bound is to so have gotten fun. one of them. All right. I promised not to do yeah. that the whole time, but. Uh, so, yeah. Commercial that's the for that. It's really good. Uh, I like Rheingeist a lot. Um, their beers are really awesome. Uh, Sun King, I, oh, geez, have not had very much, but this beer is delicious and it's, it's pretty potent. So is it one of the higher, higher alcohol content ones? I just fucked. I think I just fucked up the cracking Are like here. Everybody. Oh, no, now I decided let's, let's do them. One, oh, we can do them in, in unison. That'd be great. Okay. Ready? One. Two, one, two, three. three. That was so not in unison. <laughs> All right. Hey, for three states and a couple thousand miles. Oh it's yeah, darn there's close a delay. We should have had that discussion. That was, yeah, that was pretty one, good. One, two, three, then go, or one, two, yeah. three. You know the lethal weapon dilemma. Well, one. Of so the- that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, it's pretty potent. Let me see if it has the. Um, it is seven percent. Ooh, by volume. Nice. You have a six pack twenty. Yeah. Shit's going to get yeah. interesting. <laughs> well, oh. I had five of them. I already had one. Uh, <laughs> I, and uh, so this is my second one. So we'll see how it gets. I mean, it could get crazy. We don't know. We don't know. Twink, I'm glad you got a list of topics because you may have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to chuck a bunch of stuff out there to see. What piqued peep your interest? So I want to no, know about them all. First, are, I want like, to know all what you're of those drinking, are fantastic, though. and uh, really, it it allowed me to not have to think of stuff to talk about. So yeah, we're never wanting for things to talk about. I'm still achy and unsatisfied from last uh, session because there's always so much I want to talk about, and we, we had, usually have, uh, have constraints. Podcasting blue balls. That's what it was. Yeah, I've it's had like, that for a few days now so i'm ready <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like we had like an hour and a half of like heavy petting and then it was like nope no nope, neither of us get to finish because we gotta save this we gotta save this so yeah. it just means it's just gonna make for a, a much messier podcast experience tonight <laughs> that's true that and the beer so you yeah announce what beer. beer you're drinking and uh so twinkie what do you got <clears throat> yeah so twinkie, from what, uh, local one of the local breweries, uh, Great Divide, it's called Samurai, and it's a rice ale. Oh, nice. We'll keep and, it uh, Yeah, yeah. It's a limited run. Um, well, it was a limited run, and then they stopped making it about 2012 or so. And then they started making it without really telling anybody. And so I went to my local liquor store just in general, because you have to buy full-strength beer in liquor stores here in our wonderful state. And so I walk in, and I saw it in cans on the shelf and I grabbed all three six packs that were left and like 
carrying them in my arms awkwardly up to the desk. <laughs> to and like, did you know they started making samurai rice ale again? And the guy looks at me like, yeah, I, like I ordered it. You know, it's my store, you idiot. But uh, yeah, so this is the last of eighteen. Oh, um, and I plan on replenishing as soon as uh, well. Nice. Not as soon as the podcast is over, but. Well, it's a special night. Oh, can wow. I can I just com- can I just comment on one thing though? Yeah. So in Colorado, to get full strength beer, you have to go oh, to yeah. a liquor store. Right. But you can smoke weed. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. that's You absolutely can smoke weed. Um in, in that's fact That's outrageous. I kids. mean, I guess you got to go to a dispensary to get weed. Correct. Right? So, and there's there's possession limits and whatnot, but Sure. Um, kids, if you are listening to this podcast, you should always speak to your parents regarding the use of substances. However, yeah. if I were not a federal employee, as a good federal employee, do not imbibe such um, uh, substances, but my goodness, there would be weed smoking. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I am restricted right now. But When was oh. it that you grabbed all this beer? Was this a long time ago? This was recently. Uh, this was, I don't know, maybe a month ago? Oh, okay. yesterday. Ago? Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this morning. I said I work from Wednesdays to Sundays. And by work, I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, I just thought for a second, I was like, what is it, like three six packs? And I thought you were saying you bought those in 2012 or something or shortly thereafter. Oh. I was like, that would never last that long. Yeah, no, no. That's my... when they stopped making them and they just started making them this year. Oh, yes, again. yes, yes. That part so, I missed because I'm drinking yeah. as well. But I've only a few sips yeah. in. To my uh, Surly Furious, which is a, uh, this is my only local. Um, wonder, I do you need me my... to take a screenshot of that? Yeah, I guess so because I can't. Get... I can't do that. Oh, there we go. All right, now let me look and see if I got it. Hang on, you can hold. You can put it down now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you just keep holding that for another fifteen minutes? Keep Fifteen, twenty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Let's see here. Our current deck problem is taking a screen grab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm an old now. It, it's just what it is. Um, and, and old. That's an expression. I like that. I Well, I, I don't know. I, I think I've heard it a couple times and I like it. Because it just means like, yeah, you like you say you're an old and it you get association with that. At least I do. Like, probably shouldn't drive after dark. <laughs> or, um, you know, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not very good at the free association thing. But I'm sure you can think of things that you readily, like there's a smell, right? That happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I, anyway. I'm an old. Like an old <laughs> are you talking about like an old person's smell? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, when you hear old. Are you smelling like an old person already? No, I'm just saying there are things that you associate. So the word has power by itself. When you say, I'm an old, then there's instant association that comes along with that. I see what you're saying. You're using it kind of like a noun, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I am, Mm -hmm. you are an old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am also an old. Yeah. (laughs) We. Collectively. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that's not like a car. Anyway, yeah. Long Watt Short Drink brought to you by Surly. Surly? I said that weird. Sorry. No, that's it. Yeah. You're not going to get a sponsorship. 
Surly Furious. I tried hard right, with the MeUndies. They can give a wait. No, put damn. it back up because oh, right. <laughs> Fifteen more minutes. There we go. Uh, all right, talk, Dave. Oh, I'm talking. So it's on your screen. Oh, there that's right. I have to talk. I'm talking yeah. and smiling. Oh my god. There we go. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, oh. thank you. Well, it's rare that um, I was wondering that the last time because usually. If there's drinking, I I, can't, I don't know. I, when I saw your cup and it was dark, Palmer, I was like, what is that? And so Twinkies is a rice beer with a super badass name. Mine's a pretty cool name too, Surly Furious. Yeah. And what was yours again? But what kind of a beer is it? Oh, so Surly Furious is a kind of an IPA. It's a Scottish ale. Oh, that's right. You said that. You said that. that the yeah. It sounds the like somebody's, yeah, somebody's going to lose their head at yeah. the end of drinking. Just right, <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Well, that's, uh, well, I guess that's the drink we'll be drinking after we take our long walk. But um, I guess it's fair. So in our very first show, we sort of, Palmer and I talked about how, I don't know, how we came to know each other and such. So let's maybe start Yeah. There. So Twinkie, tell us a little. Yeah. Well, uh, well, first, Twinkie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so well, I grew up in a small town that you may be familiar with. Yeah. Ritman, Ohio. No, actually, yep. I obviously grew up right around the same age. Dave is one, I believe, uh, one cycle around the sun uh, older than I am. And Palmer is pretty close to my age. But I think you were maybe one year behind me in school, something like that. What, anyway, yeah, what, what, what month behind. are you born? Uh, March March 30th, 1980, 1980 is the born on date. So I'm on July 25th, 79. So not that not much, just yeah. a different... And, and Palmer, School you're near what six or seven months younger than me. Not much. It's not a full year. Not very much. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, not a full year. Um, grew up, and we'll, we'll probably get into some of the more specifics of that. But um, I think I met Palmer through a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, because I remember hanging out in Palmer's basement watching Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh man, oh, um, awesome! I love that show. The first time I saw Pulp Fiction was in Palmer's basement. Nice. God, that fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was like really young. And and if you know, if you kind of know me and maybe some of the people listening, well, I grew up in a fairly sheltered life. I uh, didn't have a TV growing up due to the religious convictions of my family. Right. And so exposure to like, to go from nothing to Pulp Fiction, which isn't literally the truth, but to some degree, the truth. Uh, as you can imagine, is quite the shock to the system. And I had no scruples like exposing. Well, I mean, we were like 15, 13, 14 kids. I mean, we were kids. You don't think yeah. about that. Now, obviously, now I think about that with my my uh, children and whatnot. But um, so met Palmer through a mutual friend, and then we became obviously a lot close, closer friends through the cabin. Um, and then Dave, I believe I met through the sports ball, if I'm remembering correctly through soccer yes i never heard it called that but i was like was is that an event but no no, yeah i definitely remember the soccer (laughs) yeah i think we met and and you know i don't necessarily know if i really um got to know you that well while we played soccer i think i just knew you yeah Um, no that sounds about about right i can i can easily picture you from back then sure um but i i don't remember a lot of interaction i do remember you were very spirited i was a i basically just wanted to run around Knock people down and instead of headbutt balls, <laughs> jump kick them like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so 
And you were, I think, more interested in like mm. strategy, maybe winning. I don't know. So I was just yeah. like, oh, this guy, he means it. <laughs> That's what that I remember. Sounds, that does probably, that does sound like me to a large extent, unfortunately. It was uh, admirable, but, though. But that's what yeah. I remember from that time. <laughs> sure. And then once again, we obviously became a lot closer and knew you a, a lot better and more by uh, spending time in the cabin, which will tie in there to, you know, what I think brought a lot of the people that I still know to this day um, don't get a chance to maybe communicate as much with as I would like or have taken the opportunity to do. But man, just what a great time uh, when I look back as kind of this little bit of a safe haven, you know, mm-hmm. um, there was some skullduggery and some <laughs> shenanigans. Oh um, yeah. Big time. But, really but big time. To, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Palmer knows some things I don't. This but. is going to be even better podcast than I realized. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Palmer, you're going to have to elaborate on that. No, no. I just... I well, mean, let's it, first say just a little bit more because like comic books, every podcast could be someone's first podcast. So The Cabin, uh, The Safe Haven. Oh, okay. And actually, there's no better person other than maybe Eric that could tell about the... Um, Oh, fuck, wouldn't that Origins. be amazing to have on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, that's a weird yeah. one. Where to like to to um to obscure the identity? Should somehow that connection be made? You use the first name because I don't think I knew his first name for a few years. But yeah. In any event, yeah. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to mention people's names. No, no. Really just in. the kind of general scenario of what this this like cabin yeah. was and what it came to mean to how it brought us all together. Sure, absolutely. Um, as as best as I can recall, as it's been, I think, to the best of my knowledge, 20 years since that wow. thing was built, oh, two wow. decades ago. And so I, I will admit to having somewhat of a, a, a foggy memory, um, which probably makes the story a little better, frankly. Um, but uh, it was myself and three other close friends through this church that we had all attended, and um, we spent a summer working on one of their farms and had done odds and ends jobs, primarily uh, a particularly terrible job, which was like putting this like thick paint-like substance on like a tin roof of a barn. It was like a terrible job. You know, it normally cost thousands and thousands of dollars for someone to come in and hire, you'd hire someone to come in and do that. But we said, if we do that, will you buy us a bunch of materials? We want to build this cabin in what was a pasture, frankly, um, <coughs> with some woods on it. And so we ended up doing it for a fairly discounted rate, probably inhaled chemicals that I'm still paying the effects for to this day. <laughs> um, but uh, was able to buy. And, and, you know, and I, at the time, it seemed fantastic. But what it amounted to was some two by sixes and two by fours <laughs> and some plywood and, uh, you know, some tin roofing to keep the rain and, and snow off. So very basic, you know, but, oh Look man. at that. Look at that guy. Oh my Yeah. There, there he is in the top window. We'll tweet this I out. Didn't, I didn't know if you're going to bring that dreaming tree. <laughs> no, I got it. I got, I'm a man of art of, uh, artifacts and, and, and uh, a librarian of sorts, particularly I, of this, uh, Crew. He lives in an archive, Twinkie. Like I looked Dave for lives it. In I an looked archive. for it. I have it. I know I have it. In fact, I thought I put it with your your vinyl album that I kickstarted, but I, oh, I found the album right. and I didn't put it. You're the one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I forgot about um, that. 
That, thank so you I very much. So I did look for it because I was looking for those pictures as well. I mean, I have the great one of Palmer holding the two. Oh yeah, that's uh, on the uh, next torches, page. Like oh the yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I love it. I yeah. wish people could see those things. I, I, that's Maybe the on Twitter. Twitter huh? Yeah, I think I actually yeah, posted perfect. that one of Palmer on Twitter. So the Twitter feed, uh, which didn't exist when we first started to record, is you know Twitter. Oh, who's that cat? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I What's knew that cat's name? The microphone over. Yeah. Tell us about tell but, us the name and uh, and 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 uh, sex of that cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Squeaker. Squeaker. Um, she is probably ten years old, and she's oh, annoying. Wow. <laughs> all right yeah uh, as all cats dearly. are yeah um yeah I, but cabin so oh wait no don't, this, i know oh. i wanted to go but oh. i do i do want people to go to the twitter because i spend an inordinate amount of time yeah. cultivating these posts that i love to see but we've literally oh, in the last few days like lost them. four followers <laughs> you've lost that we had <laughs> You lost, we've lost <laughs> followers? Yeah. You know, are three of bots? those followers are essentially us, you know? <laughs> no, they're not, I mean, maybe they weren't people that are invested. Um, the Twitter feed, though, I mean, we can get into why those things might be. And I, I do have a theory, but it is just simply LWSD pod, like P-O-D, like it's in podcast, LWSD pod. Find us there. And so anything we talk about that has a visual component, either that we mention or that exists, is going to be up on that bitch. So. Oh, yeah. So these pictures oh, yeah. from today, and I have would love to to uh, to show if you're okay with it some clips from uh, uh, you sitting in that pasture talking about the story from 20 years ago. Oh my uh, god, absolutely! For contrast or comparison, I'm sure the story hasn't changed, but and actually you well, haven't I hope much it has. either. That'll but... <laughs> probably tell you how foggy my memory of it is. But anyway, yeah. let's return to that. I'll I'll, I'll I'm going to lean back in my chair and drink. No, that's fake. I'm going to I would desperately like a copy of that. I didn't know that existed. For, I didn't realize that I'd forgotten. That's part of I've my um, lots of things, my but... um uh, ceaseless archiving. I've I uh, Palmer knows this, but I a few years ago uh or Anyway, for the last few years, I've been I have been doing this archive thing in a very concentrated way because I had a, had a hard drive, big hard drive full of bunch of project things that I made and friends made crash. I had to pay a bunch of money to get it restored, but it was a mess and I had to sort through it. Blah blah blah. And then I discovered um, a bunch of these tapes, like the tape I held up there to the screen, which maybe I'll do. Fuck it. No more screen grabs. <laughs> I held up a tape to the screen that it was made in 1999, which is a little documentary uh, about the this thing place that we're talking. Kind of not really so much a documentary. It was like a concert. I don't know what. It's like Woodstock for people that were not famous or talented. Well, that's mean, but whatever. And you not like <laughs> and not like Woodstock at all. It was no. <laughs> we called it Cabin Fest, I believe, on on the yeah. day. Kevin Stock, maybe. Um, but no, it's totally like Woodstock. Take that back. <laughs> uh, no, not not like Woodstock whatsoever. Well, not on in our world, there are more people out there on that day and more people playing on a stage in succession than ever before. And it was filmed. <laughs> so just give me this, will you please? Um <laughs> so, yeah, Palmer, why are you busting him about this? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, don't right. I don't I mean, know. Someone's got to keep the feet on the ground. But um, I had this in the clouds. Oh, but then the other problem was tons of mold on VHSs. So literally my plan tomorrow as my lady love or the bride as she's known on this uh, podcast is out of town, is I will be spending the day 
de- trying to demold VHSs and rescue things like that. So, and then I put them digitally someplace. So that one I will be sure to send you digitally. Palmer, I believe you've asked for a, a PDF of the the book as we called it, which is a yeah series of photographs yes. from that time. Um, mm-hmm. So all of those things and more than anyone would actually ever want to exist on the internet already do and will continue to exist. I've just been going in chronological order because I'm crazy. So I'm up to nineteen valuable. To me it is. It, it's it, <laughs> it actually it no it's, it's I, I think it's valuable to anybody who who uh, is interested at all in kind of not necessarily dwelling in the past, but using those experiences to kind of springboard um and maybe recall some of those things and push themselves forward with it. I know I have. Uh, on multiple occasions, thought about um, just just the uh, camaraderie that I felt, you know, and in direct comparison to how I felt, like for example, going to school every day. Mm, um, yeah, <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, because we were you so, were in high school when you built the cabin with those those other friends, right? Like, what year in high school yeah, were you? I can't. I honestly, I'm gonna. There's my best guess. Between my sophomore and junior year, I believe is when. We first built that, or maybe it was like the spring of my sophomore year. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I was working uh, a really terrible job in between my junior and senior year, and I wouldn't have had it during that summer, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity to to build it. So Got some video of that as well. I I, I put that into a music video that I'll run by you. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) If it's the job I'm thinking of in in Worcester. Uh, Oh, no, but... That was kind of a terrible job. Well, <laughs> okay. Done enough of those. <laughs> this one was a. This one was working at a concrete company. Oh. Yeah. What did so, you do there? Uh, all the terrible things that nobody else wanted to do. Well, that a scrawny like a hundred and five pound kid could do, <laughs> um, at a concrete company. But uh, you worked in concrete. Palmer worked in iron, and I worked at a yeah. video store. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in video stores it. too, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess I worked at UPS once for a few years, but they took, in my interview, either they decided because I was an English major in college or just because I was little <laughs> at the time. They're like, they're like, you, it's like the English major thing is what I like to think because they're like, oh, he's smart. He can figure this out. The, you go into smalls where you had to deal with a lot of more smaller packages and sort them rather than just stack things on a truck. Yeah. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that was just like, look at this little guy. He can't handle it. Put him in smalls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so continue. I, I'd like to, yeah, I want to know a lot more about these early days of the cabin that predated our even going there. Yeah. So I, I think that I have this somewhat idealized notion now as a late thirties person as to like idealize, we did it, you know, in order to escape the drudgeries and, we didn't want to be like everybody else, but I really think we built it to see if we could get like girls to come back there. Oh, with that's us, excellent. You know? That I, makes I, sense. So there's, this, like, <laughs> there's like this different, like ideologically, like, no, we were doing it for these high and mighty reasons and we wanted time away and to live off the land. I mean, not really, but you know, like, you know, you're thinking like yeah, these yeah. high minded things. And it probably in reality, it was like, bet we can get some chicks, man. Bet we can get some chicks. <laughs> That's gonna be one of the I, uh, that introduces the episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Absolutely, this like confli- conflicting off. thing, and so it would be interesting for me personally to hear if I mean I, 
I, I can reach out to at least one of the other people that, that built this thing with me, but with me, like I started it, that I built with them. Um, and to hear what their thoughts about it were, you know, cause I'm, I'm revisiting it 20 years later, but I'm pretty sure it being a 15 year old guy, 16 year old guy, you're thinking about uh, well, Twinkie, your sexual I, drive more than anything else. So I, uh, I stayed out there with you guys before it was quote unquote the cabin, right? Is that like, right? What's, what's the, do, uh, you, do you recall the specifics? Well, I remember staying on that farm in the barn with you guys. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Before uh, the cabin was even built. And then we stayed out there a few times just in the cabin. And I remember like one of the times uh, Eric had used like a homebrew uh, root beer kit and it fermented. And like, oh, right. And so like, we were passing around this two liter of like Ugh. hard root beer, which was just like, oh, it was so gross. <laughs> so disgusting. It was like moldy, moldy pop. That's what it was. It was like, <laughs> it had like booze in it. <laughs> like in like the cabin. Music. <laughs> and I remember, um, I remember like having some really deep, like philosophical conversations out there. In the barn? It, no, well, no, in the cabin, like before it was quote unquote <laughs> the cabin. Oh, say more just... about that. I remember you said that before, and I'm trying to think, you know, what that would have been for me. And I, I have my own version of that, but I would love to know. I know you can't say everything well, it about was, it, but like, I don't know. It was Whatever just the, it was just these people that had, um, that, Twinkie had built the cabin with were just staying out there uh, on one night on the weekend and invited me out. And so it was just us sitting around and drinking pop and like sitting next to the fire and talking. Yeah. What and was the invite like? Like what was the cell? What, what did he well, say? Um, I, I mean, I was friends with, uh, so the the one person that Twinkie could reach out to, I was friends like was in my grade, and I was friends with like we were in kindergarten together, right? And so he was You've like been the friends with him forever. Can you yeah. say who that is and bleep and I'll bleep it out just so I know because I, I don't. Was oh, oh okay okay yeah and, and so um and uh, he so, wouldn't mind he's actually he's turned up at a bunch of my shows over the years with had a very has a very warm demeanor like. Yeah. Not that I won't bleep it out, but I've had really lovely interactions with him in the, in the yeah. last few yeah. years. Oh, yeah. No, not I, that don't I didn't think before, but, you know. Um, But uh, that's where the invite had happened, like, to go stay at the barn. And, like, we stayed in the hayloft in the barn. Do you remember that, Twinkie? I do absolutely remember that because I think yeah. the impetus for that was without getting – well, it was just a way to kind of get away for some of the folks who maybe yeah. had a little more – restrictive lifestyle. So something like that was a big deal, you know, to be able to just kind of get away for a night. And again, it and we like we said, soda, a, yeah. and drinking soda and smoking cigars. And that was like <laughs> smoking cigars was like the like worst that it got. And I remember uh, the next morning, like we went to Eric's house and his mom made his breakfast. Right. Like, and uh, yeah. So, but that was a big deal, you know? I mean, that yeah. tells you kind of the small town feel and... Absolutely. What, 
you know, what we consider to be edgy um, as <laughs> I remember the cigars. Yeah, that was a lot old. And look, also, though, how this dude uh, we will tweet that this is not a cigar, but this Palmer, Palmer's nickname back then was Chimney. Because he used to light, oh my god, oh, yeah. he used to totally smoke a lot, chimney. and he used yeah. to, at least on occasion, by the campfire, light his cigar cigarette on this f- like flaming red metal pipe, which I want to make sure to bring up again with you, Twinkie, on this time that you stood up for me in a way that few people in my life ever have involving oh, this man. pipe. Yeah, this is so. exciting. But wow, but I want to go back to these early days because I didn't, this, I didn't know about this stuff. Staying in the barn and the deep, oh yeah, deep philosophical conversations. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I mean, I remember that we had differing viewpoints and that we were raised in a very specific way. Yeah. And exploring some of the maybe alternate viewpoints that we had probably been exposed to through school. No, but I I don't even think it was even that, um, like, uh, like we were like, like, I remember the one conversation I remember was legit, just philosophy. Like we were talking about, uh, polygons and what if what your, what you perceive to be a triangle Mm. Like a blue triangle is a pink rectangle. Like I see as a pink rectangle, but because, and that like, that's one tidbit of that conversation, you know, like that type of conversation we were having. I also remember that. What's that? (laughs) For an idiot like me, is that geometry? uh, No, that's, I mean, that's geometry, but it's, uh, that's really a matter of, it was debating the philosophy of perspective and um, alternative facts. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. We're going to just jump topics now. No, 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 no. I want to go uh, right back to that because that was yeah. very evocative. I might even cut out my yeah. interjection. So. Um, I, I also remember the night. Do you remember? Uh, so one of those person's cousin was staying out at the cabin, which we found out. Like you told me later, you found out uh, he had been living out at the cabin. But uh oh. Remember his, his parents showed up right? like at the, like at the cabin, like while we were there and we had beer because I remember like having a beer in between my legs and like holding my hands over it. So she didn't see it. Right. But like she came to get her son and like take him home. Right. Oh, that was awkward. Yeah. That was like really super fucking awkward. Man, there's so many things that I've forgotten. I guess I've maybe chosen not to remember. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but that's that's you, super intense. I, do you, I don't recall that. I remember the situation that you speak of uh, yeah. vividly, but I don't, I mean, as far as people are talking about, I don't remember the actual event happening, I, but I, I, I'm assuming I was there. But. Yeah. Is oh, that the yeah, same person were, mentioned earlier? Is that someone else I might not know? No, it's the cousin. It was the cousin of one of these people, one of the, of Eric. I think it was Eric's cousin, actually. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he had been having some trouble at home. Mm. And oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I know that because of the documentary. I know that. I mean, I made the documentary about ourselves. So I, I recall. Yeah. But I remember. But I remember there's a there's one. I'll, uh, it's the qu- clip I'll put online, I guess, of Twinkie telling the story. And he's like, he's like, I think it was me, Eric's cousin who had the idea to do this. That's how I've heard that phrase uh, so is that true uh, is this person who got in trouble the actual I'm, uh do you remember it might even have been it might have been my cousin like i don't remember i'm not that <laughs> unclear about it maybe i mean, yeah i 
Is that I don't a, expect Palmer to remember that. I, I don't I don't all I I remember the door it being like, you know, late at night, which oh, yeah. With it, I mean it was probably like 11, but when you're just like <laughs> when you're like 16 and you're in the yeah. middle of a cow pasture in a cabin, like that's yeah. late, right? <laughs> And you're drinking your beers. You have three beers. That's all you get for the night. <laughs> and you're like drinking them because you have a 12 pack that you got to split seven ways. <laughs> and uh, and so That's so true. Yeah. And so you're drinking your beer and you're smoking your cigars and terrible, terrible cigars. Oh, yeah. What was that yeah. brand? Backwoods, yes, Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets and Backwoods, and yes, Backwoods. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, what terrible decision making, man! Yeah, it felt yeah. exciting at the time. Making. So much, so many better cigars to, to smoke. Yeah, um, but I remember sitting there, and we're just talking and laughing and goofing off. And this cousin was over twenty-one. That's how we had the beer there. Ah, yes, yes. He got the alcohol. And so we're sitting there like goofing off and, and all of a sudden there's a mom standing in the cabin. And like, I remember just thinking like it getting like pin drop quiet in there. And she's just like, uh, I think it's a good idea if you came home with us now. And like the dad was standing behind her and they like took this like 21 year old man from the cabin and left with him. And uh, I remember asking, it was either you or, or uh, we'll just be, but again, if, you know, she said anything and all that they heard was that, yeah, whoever that big guy was on the couch, he really has a foul mouth. Like, cause I was like, (laughs) I was like swearing up a storm. Of course. You probably said said, like damn once or something. Yeah, no, I swore a lot. I swore a lot. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's yeah. a, such a great story. And I can picture because that yeah. so vividly, even not having been present for it, because I know that environment so well. And I'm like yeah. imagining their walk up that path, the parents. Yeah. And, yeah. Holy cow. And they're hearing God knows what coming yeah. out. Right. Yeah. Cabin. About exactly. polygons and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with the righteousness right. of the soul. They get them home and they're like, what is yeah. a polygon? <laughs> you yeah. fucking tell me. <laughs> What's all this pink triangle and green squares talking about? I know about? what a pink triangle is. <laughs> I don't want you seeing those boys anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this shit. is still before... You keep using this phrase before it became the cabin. <laughs> How um, no that like that well because that's how like our group of friends refers to it right is the cabin it's the yeah. cabin and at this point like during this story it's still just the cabin a, you know like, like lowercase t, t. <laughs> yeah yeah small t cab small c yeah right <laughs> like well, the because, cabin again there wasn't an intention at least I don't recall an intention to be like hey let's build a thing where all the kids can hang out. And um, let's build a thing that we go out to regularly. Like it, like this is like two times, but there could have been a month and be, month or two in between these two instances, right. uh, like these two different stories of like having this philosophical conversation, and and then if you go back to even when the barn was, that was like a year or two before, you know. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah. Because I, I'm not even sure that we had gone out to this this specific location probably before I had a driver's license. But what we would do is they had a farm truck, which you they you know it was licensed and they would drive it on the road, but way prior to having driver's license because. It, I mean, there were definitely reasons for it. They'd have a tractor out in a field somewhere and they need to go get to it. And they would send their 14 year old son to drive. And it's, it's not, you know, urban America by any stretch of the imagination, you know? So you're out with a 14 year old son or daughter driving the farm truck down there. And I remember riding along and we would, before we had driver's license, be driving to this place, which was maybe a mile from, uh, where one of the, the four of us lived. So, I mean, uh, this definitely Palmer's talking about a pretty extended period of time, probably two or three years before we really get into the part where lots of people are coming out Yeah, and, um, it'd be kind of, and I remember up. like, so like Twinkie, you were in the group of kids that like the bulk of the cabin kids all Thanks graduated. Lot, Northy, by the way, Twinkie. Oh, Jason I know. Northy. I've been one. Oh, really? I've been. Yeah. So I have been wondering is like, do Jason we, Northy. you know, cause that's how I think of you. But then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. That maybe is a kind of a, you know, maybe that's not in, in a nice way. I always thought of it as a nice thing, but I was going to ask you before we started recording. Oh and no, then, it has no. And then I realized totally we needed fine. an alias, but uh, did it ever yeah, bother totally, you at the time? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever bothered me as juvenile as it sounds to a large degree. Um, I always felt sad. I never had a nickname. Not really sad, but I never had one. Yeah, yeah I that's apologize true, for Dave. Interrupting Palmer. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. And but like, but I agree with you, Dave. Like Twinkie be always has been like that. <laughs> it's always been like a an endearing nickname. Like I like it's just so. Oh, it's Twinkie. Like it just makes me feel warm to say like yeah. I'll take it. I'll absolutely <laughs> yeah. take it. I'm not. What, as, long um, as, it, as long as it doesn't conjure up geez. images of awkwardness and or weirdness, I'm good. No, not can at you, all. Can you, I'm sorry, Jason Northy, uh, can you first explain? Yeah, please, I need, to, ex- I need to expand on this because yeah. I, I did <laughs> oh. not know the history of this nickname. You're right. So I kind of forget that you guys don't have this memory lodged into your brain like I do of getting the nickname Twinkie. No, I kind of forget that. This is like so, a real secret origin story. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So this is. I'm gonna say sixth or seventh grade. So old Ritman Middle School, which by the way apparently is gone. It is. Um, it is yeah. totally gone. It's yeah. sad to drive down Main Street. It is sad. And it's yeah. Gone. So you you leave the middle school area. I'm gesturing with my hands a lot. Sorry, I talk. No, you're hands, fine. Nobody can see. <laughs> I can feel it uh, in your voice. So it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So from the school you walk up to the playground yeah there were sidewalks and then there was howenstein hall and there was the north street north North street Street, right yeah and there was a big playground they all shared that anyway i remember specifically remember jason northy um who by the way was treated very poorly he was by by many of us i want to make sure i'm picturing the right kid was he uh shorter no or he he was taller with kind of scraggly hair and didn't necessarily yeah, very speak. lanky, and he had a hearing impairment, yeah. so he had hearing aids. Okay, I know. Um, I actually yeah. was oddly very. Um, it's not like I was one of their buddies that invite me over, but I was very friendly with that whole kind of pack of kids. That they had, a lot of them had some sort of minor disability or other, right? And were not always treated kindly. And I don't know. 
I, well, if I could go back, I'd do a lot of things differently. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but thankfully yeah. I was nice to those cats. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You got the one thing right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember him specifically, we were playing dodgeball or, you know, I, I don't, there are again, foggy parts. I remember him running up to me and saying, just out of the blue, as far as I can remember, just complete out of the blue. Hey, did ever, has anybody ever called you Twinkie? <laughs> That's it. And my response, it must have been enough to attract attention or somebody must have heard it. Or maybe he just continued to call me that, you know, yeah, um, because my response must not have been an anger. Um, I I assume I said no. Uh, um, I want to picture you going, don't you fucking call me Twinkie. I know because if if it had to get a reaction, it was either one of laughter or one of like you son of a bitch. And I was probably I was a scared if you fucking kid. call me Twinkie again, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I, I, love I was a scared little kid for the most part of my life, um, and so I probably was just scared of him. Would be my guess. Yeah, he, he was um, slightly scary because he was he seemed unpredictable. If I'm if I'm yeah, remembering sure. the right guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, well, I mean, the most harmless guy you probably ever meet now. I yeah. Mean, you, just when you, you oh, yeah, you've seen I mean, him I, since? No, no, I oh. haven't. I just mean <laughs> taking sorry, taking He's, him. He was just over him. last last week for, for lunch <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> I was getting my six packs. <laughs> fucking Jason North comes through the door, looking normal as can be. <laughs> He's like, "Does anyone ever call you Tweaky?" <laughs> That's why I only have three six packs. I threw the fourth at him, but okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to fucking call me Twinkie. <laughs> I hope that we record long enough that by the end, <laughs> Twinkie is actually yelling that at us. But that's what I remember, you know, and I don't remember it being particularly. Um, monumental in any other way than it must have stuck. And obviously, it's kind of funny and uh, it's it's catchy. And uh, I should have, if I was smart, I should have gotten Twinkie.com and then I could have probably made some money oh, selling it to Hostess right. you know, or something. But oh, yeah. Totally fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's middle school that you were awarded middle that name. And was yeah, it used it, by more than just Jason Northey? Oh, I don't think i don't know well it must have been because uh other people uh, started using it i don't palmer do you recall when you heard it i mean you were introduced to me as twinkie oh well, like fuck really like you had already had it like uh yeah but i mean like everybody called you twinkie it, yeah it, it, it it was one like to know that's how that nickname started. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Jason Norley, if you're living, look me up, buddy. Yeah, yeah I want to talk. I'm leaving to you. that name in because I yeah. owe you a great debt, sir. Yeah. A great debt. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it was so. It, by the time I the first time I met you, like really hung out with you, mm-hmm. Twinkie was such a it was so ingrained in your persona that the I just assumed it was a family nickname, like like. You were, when you were four, you ate a whole box of Twinkies. And so they just like uh-huh. called you, you know, like something like, like, I, I'm not saying I heard that. I'm just saying like, sure. 
That's what sure. that there were so many people that called you Twinkie. That's what that's the only way I could have imagined that you would have gotten that nickname is something like that. You know? And here I always I, thought it was part of like because eventually when as we, we get kind of further down the timeline and there were. Yeah, fuck this. Let's pause. I need <laughs> sustenance. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you guys are still, the numbers are still turning and everything? Yeah. All right, we're let's, going. let's keep them turning. It'll make it easier to um, to sync later. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, do we are we taking a break? Is that what you're saying? Well, Twinkie's beer looked empty, and mine is yeah. too. And I, oh, okay. I'm so excited to move on, and uh, or just to say and just learn anything else. But I only I have two of these left, so I'm going to take, while you guys are getting different beers, I'm going to go down and get, because yeah. I want to save these last two, I'm going to go get uh, some zombie monkey. Oh, I think I'm going to get some fuck PB. Is That's not a real thing. <laughs> That's a real beer. Wait till I bring it up. It's in a oh. tactical grip can. It's awesome. I'm so ready for that. Okay. All right. Uh, let's adjourn for, uh, keep the keep it rolling. Yeah, so just let's keep get your uh, recording yeah, rolling. I'll just be back in a minute or two. That's okay. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll reconvene in... Like three or four. Okay. Uh, a prime number. Swear to God, you guys just—you guys just timed that. (laughs) All right. It's kind of uh, that—that's frequent. Our our bathroom breaks are often very similarly timed, but this one too. You freshen up the wife, Palmer? (laughs) Uh, No, no. Did you? You got some sex scratch? No, I still am not super sure what that is. (laughs) But you know what that is. I've, uh, I let the dog go pee, and I got oh, I got, I got a bowl of beers yeah, and ice did. that I made. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome! So I got I my uh, my zombie monkey. Oh yeah! Bow pow! Nice. Sorry, that's my. Um, I think I got pictures of that. So, oh wait, talk Palmer. I'm sorry because you know how it switches. Say oh. zombie monkey. <laughs> zombie, <laughs> zombie monkey. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. Um, tell us about. Uh, I was just thinking too when I was we were taking this short, uh, you know, beer break, not to drink beer, but to get beer, uh, beer run, perhaps. This is when yeah. many podcasts would have ads. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe we just make our own. It reminds me of um. WPLMR used to have fake ads for like Zedco things. <laughs> yeah. Revive those. I'll steal some old ones. Uh, I thought you were going to say Prairie Home Companion. Then I realized I'm probably the only old guy that listens to that. I've been but, to a taping or, of that. And I've actually, uh, um, through how my. How dare you, sir? Is that bad that I went to a, t- a taping of it? No. Well, without me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was at the Minnesota State Fair a couple of years ago. And. Oh, nice. uh, it was the first time also I'd been to a state fair of any kind. Wayne County Fair was my only frame of reference. So that was cool. Um, I 
I wouldn't say I interviewed him. I recorded Garrison Keillor in an interview type setting where he said, "We're uh, well, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to implicate my place of work in my nonsense. So, <laughs> but I'll just say, understand. <laughs> uh, where were we when we made this? So you were nicknamed, oh, and you got Blue Moon White Belgian. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. I have to replace my, uh, this is just, you know, standard Blue Moon. And I'm actually, Palmer, if you can just rock it, I'm just doing a Miller Lite. <laughs> what a Miller Lite? What? Hang on, talk. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's so disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, a I like the right, sti- there we go. I like the tiny bottles, <laughs> but uh, tell me when you got it so I can stop grinning like a. I got like, it. I got Smilex it. Smilex Um <laughs> Incidentally, I watched eighty nine Batman last PowerPoint weekend. PowerPoint again. Great. Let me PowerPoint. You're doing screen grabs and PowerPoint. Let me paste. It I in have here. I have literally never made a PowerPoint in my life some, somehow. Um, what? I know. Isn't that, it's a little bit of a point of pride for me. All right. Sorry. All over the place. This is the first time our oh, uh, our show is really living up to the second part of the name. <laughs> Though it's not a very yeah. short drink. It's a lot of drinks. But I always like the idea if, if ever we can get to the place where it's uh, more than you, the, the three of us, and, and Moto, our, our sound <laughs> um, guy. I don't sound guys diminutive, but my brother, whose nickname is Moto from WPMR, uh, recorded the music. Did I share with you the the picture of him singing the song? Yeah, in the, <laughs> in the like in the strap shirt and everything. He's yeah. wearing the Jack Burton shirt and like a wig and a headband, yep. a Tough Mudder headband, yep. and he's singing that, that '80s like long wall. Oh man! Anyway, he uh. He's our other, other I know loyal listener because he edits the or he you know makes it sound good. So maybe if we can get four shot glasses made, that seems more appropriate, right? Short drink, yeah, <laughs> with the little logo on it. Yeah. Then, uh, we'll do our own ads then. So like after a beer or break, we'll just be like, "Come on, get our fucking shot glasses." If you're if you don't already have one, <laughs> Palmer, Twinkie, Moto, or Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so twinkie is now twinkie in the middle school and by high school don't um, fucking call me twinkie (laughs) (laughs) i would like that to be my ringtone by the way (laughs) (laughs) that would actually probably make me one of the happier men uh, in the world i'll still get that clip for you Oh my god, that'd be great. And then if you were to call me, I can make it the thing that plays if you call me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never ever have made use of a ringtone. And uh but when I I do know when I call Modo my brother, it's the nine inch nails version of the Joy Division song Dead Souls. Oh, yeah. The chorus of which is <laughs> they keep calling me. <laughs> so he he often answers the phone singing that if I call him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, we'll make that ringtone happen. And I like the idea that maybe just somebody, anybody, anywhere also employs it. <laughs> like, I imagine like somewhere like five years in the future, one of us will be on some trip yeah. in some other hemisphere of the world. 
and we'll hear somebody's phone randomly go off and it'll be like, I said, don't fucking call me Twinkie! <laughs> and, it's tw- and it's Jason Northy. <laughs> and it's Jason Northy! <laughs> Give me the title of this episode. <laughs> well, it's going to be Twinkie, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, the title of the episode is, and it's Jason Northy, not just Jason Northy. Like, and it's Jason oh, and Northy. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to um to 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 jump back in, we I think we're in high school or Twinkies in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Palmer's in high school. There's been the uh, the I'm incident. I'm in high school. Yes. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I would be in high school as well. Though I've mm-hmm. no. We, you're we graduated by now because like, no. 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 Um. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I, you're right. I think you're all, all right. these things are happening. Yeah, I think not you're right. Well, well, Palmer's well, talking about yeah, this happening. I think while yeah, oh, you're talking yeah, no. about what you're talking about no. currently, I would have been in my last year of high school and unaware. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm I'm this. thinking though, the first time I remember like the first cabin night was when there was like all those people out there for that party. Remember that Twiggy? I do remember that. Yeah. It's like and, a Halloween or something like that. Yeah. Or were there costumes? End of, end of summer. You were at that party, like Dave, that. and like there was like one case of Coors Light that Bauman had. There was a bunch of booze being drunk by a bunch of other people. Because, like, right. like, Eric had people out there. There were, uh, like, each of the found, like, the people. The founders. The <laughs> I like yeah, the that. founders of the cabin. Like, they're, like, you all had Four your, your group of people ago. that you invited to this party. Can and you see the- this picture? I, I think this might be the night. So that's me and Cram's. And we're sitting, I'm sitting in a car trunk. Cram's is singing footsteps. That's Bauman's car. And it's, but that, but there were so, that was a night where I remember there were so many people and tons of people that we didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yet it was still pretty early to where I was rather new out there. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and there were so many people that we had to be down kind of where the cars were parked. And that's why I'm sitting in that trunk. Is that what you're talking about as a big cabin night? Or would that have been yeah, something even prior? Here, the first. In all reality, the cabin lasted a summer, right? Like that. So that that party was your graduation because the bulk of the largest group of cabin kids was in Twinkie's class. And so there had this big party out there. And then that summer, which was like the last summer before everybody started going off to college. That summer was the summer of the cabin. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. But it was a little bit before that. Because the only reason I remember is because I actually. <laughs> oh, maybe very, it would have been ninety seven. Uh, well, well, the right. kind of summer like when we and I made when I when I don't know when, there was probably. that. So, uh, so Tuki, October ninety seven. I October can see that ninety seven was that party. And right. then we were, and then we went to the cabin all through that following summer. That right. sounds right. And it was that like, right. and it was right before the summer ended was when Eric said we weren't. We Peace weren't, out. Yeah. We I think that was actually back. a year later. The only reason I know that is because <laughs> we, sh- I shot that, that, that kind of, we had this big bash at the end of when everybody, before people, the majority of people that were of the same age was going to start going off to college at the end of the summer of 1998. And so I had shot all this stuff and I was then working at WCTV, uh, the cable access center, which we talked about. 
And we were making all kinds of stuff, like as a group of friends and such. And um, eventually I edited all that material. What I wanted it to be was like a Woodstock type film. <laughs> I actually watched Woodstock to try to figure out like how to put it together. But the problem was, is that um, there are no lights out there. It was all firelight, which to right. us was plenty. And for this big end of the summer bash, it was kind of the last night we knew everybody could be there. We went all out and invited all kinds of folks that might not have often come out. We we bought sort of tiki torches to line the pathway all the way up. And so the, to us, it was this like, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it was, it was just lit by fire, but it was a, a very, there was not that many shadows as there were normally would be. And right. I, at this point, had been working not for WCTV yet, but with like their gear editing uh, my my movie the whatever but so so I had a chance to use better cameras than I had been bringing out there to record uh, footage for what ultimately turned into kind of some of it was like for a senior video for some of the people other I call it the one video and actually I can think of no better episode in which to post on the Twitter the one video so it's to YouTube's one a bunch of just f- images of this cast of characters out from probably. Everything leading up to everything leading up through that summer, actually. But yeah. this one show, I call it a show because we always played around the campfire music. Yeah. After a certain I, point, I specifically remember those moments. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people. There was tons playing. of that. But then there yeah. was this one mm-hmm. night where, be, right before then, we orchestrated this kind of concert. I don't know if there's flyers, but it was it was invite only. But there were a lot of people. I brought out all these cameras, three cameras. Paul, remember you ran one from time to time. Yep. Um, whoever was not like performing often would. And uh, I was like, well, run the three cameras and I can sync them together and it'll be amazing. But I was used to this like consumer camera that, that could handle firelight as a light source. And then I got these kind of semi-professional cameras out there and they need a lot more light. So I had all this footage from this really lovely evening that I wanted to remember with my friends and my friends, you know, sharing music. And, and I was like, oh. It looks terrible. Like, I can't, what can I do with this? And eventually, over a few period of a few months after that summer, I figured out, oh, if I, well, if we shot some interviews, that would help. So I could just show clips of the music, then some interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So it became this mini documentary that I called Dreaming Out Loud. But, um, and the, the, that I was May of, May of 1999 when I completed that. So we would have been I mid Palmer's Picks during that time. And, Still when going I out there. Think of the time period of the cabin when, like, when I say, you know, uh, like when Ash was getting ready to meet Dave and Dave and the bride uh, this summer, I I was like, oh, Dave's a cabin kid, and uh, he asked about the cabin. I'm like, well, that like, it's probably one of the first influential groups of people that like made me the person I am today. And when I think of that time period, it's that summer. Like that's nineteen. Oh, yeah. That summer yeah. of nineteen. That was the golden summer, yeah. Yeah. So we're like it just like we were at the cabin every Friday, like religiously, and uh there was a bunch of shenanigans going on like during the week, like around those Fridays, but you always knew you were gonna see everybody on Friday. And it might be like these people do this on Tuesday and these people do this on Wednesday and it was it was also like the last summer I feel where like you were still a kid, but like you had like the 
freedom and the ability to like go off and do stuff like we could see a movie three times a week yeah that's uh you know what i mean like that kind of stuff that summer you know that like that was the last summer where like that was still okay yeah and uh <laughs> i saw when i uh, i saw crams we'll have to have crams on it's, it's so funny how many of the the people from that time that I would want to talk. Well, I, I I have made a point more so and more so the last few years to be able to, to, to maintain some kind of contact with those. Cause those are still the people I consider to be my friends and with whom I want to talk more. I don't, anyway, I don't have whatever I want to, I, it's important. I've made a point to keep in touch with them. I think every single one of them could mount a recording device in front of them at a moment's notice <laughs> like yeah. this because they're into yeah. that sort of thing but crams was over and he was reminding me of something i completely forgot when you say shenanigans through the week there was a time it must have been during that summer where that group of people that i, I remember around the time of graduation people graduated in 1998 I remember at least one or two, because uh, I didn't graduate that year. But Neither I was invited did I. to. I, I graduated in '99. Right, and I was. Oh, that's the best year of your life. <laughs> yeah, as we've discussed. But yeah. well, maybe not your life, but in movies, that's that's movies, right. film, in movies. Yeah, film. Anyhow, but I remember graduation parties at that time. People would just invite quote unquote the group, like capital yeah. G, capital G. Yeah. So. The group had various nights. So I had completely forgotten about this. And I was shocked because I sort of am still living in that period in my mind. <laughs> uh, there, were, there was a Mel Gibson night <laughs> where there was at somebody's house. You would watch a Mel Gibson movie. There was an X-Files night. Uh, I think maybe that was at, I'll bleep her name. I think that was at his house. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to a lot of these, but Krams was telling me about them. And I think he went to most all of them. There was ER night at the inn, uh, upstairs at the inn. So that would have been Thursdays. Wow. Um, so I think there was like something for each night of the week. There was a night, there was like a movie night of sorts at my house. I had kind of a year, a few years prior moved into the, like the master bedroom of my parents' house. So I had a, like, a, if there wasn't, a, had there been like a door to that room, I'd have basically had like an adjoining apartment. It was great. Um, and I think at the time, you know, uh, I'm not much different then than I was now than I was then, except for I'm a little more self-aware of <laughs> how irksome and pretentious and long-winded I can be. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think I was trying to watch all of like the AFI's recently released one top 100 movies. And so I'd have all, I these, remember like, that. I remember going th like you having that list and like, <laughs> I started at the beginning and yeah. it just did not go well <laughs> with that group of people. I remember going to Highlands uh, Square to see Gone with the Wind on that giant screen. I remember Highland. that. I remember that night. And that, I left livid because like pumps ruined it by just shouting stuff throughout. But so, yeah, anyway, th this group of people it was, was terrible together. It was terrible. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I like Gone with the Wind, but I didn't give it. I get, didn't get to give it a fair shake. <laughs> Oh, so bad. Anyhow, so there was, I, I just wanted to kind of detail those nights of the week as I remember them because uh, I, I had was, forgotten. There them. was Can't Hardly Wait. That, like, that was was the that summer a night? <laughs> no, but I remember like that summer we saw Can't Hardly Wait. So like, I remember oh, yeah. the theater in Akron at the University of Akron, like if they yes. played it. And we went up there like four times that week. 
to see can't hardly wait like we drove all the way up to the university of Akron. yeah we liked that movie and bauman was in love with uh jennifer love, jennifer hewitt. love hewitt yeah <laughs> and her big giant head jennifer love oh hewitt that's right yeah. oh uh, man that's why me and bauman fought fought because <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how that happened? How because I do I can picture it. He jumped off the cabin like to yeah. sort of jump on you and you caught him like a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. I just caught him and like and I remember oh man, there was just like so many because he like all summer he was like, let's fight. That was like <laughs> That's right. I, I, I mean this is the Bauman. Do you guys remember this Bauman where it he he would just say, this was the same Bauman that would just be like, hey. Yeah. You want to do heroin? No. All right. Well, if you change your mind, you let me know because I'll do some heroin with you. Right. I do remember that time. He just wants to do heroin. And then he would just be like, you want to fight? <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to fight. Okay. And that night we fought like we actually fought. I do remember that. You were just like, all right. Or maybe you didn't agree to it, but he jumped off the thing and forced your yeah. hand. <laughs> then we started fighting. He kicked me. He kicked me in the shoulder. Really? He almost kicked my face. He kicked I flipped your him over. face? Oh, yeah, I almost flipped him. I flipped him over into like the wood pile. Oh, it my God. A... Did it become like kind of content? Because like, if you start like landing punches and stuff, it had to have people started to get mad, right? No, I mean, it was, I don't think either of us got mad. It, it just, but we, like, we, I mean, come on. We like, quote, <laughs> fought, you know. Okay. Like, it sounded much more like exciting than I would have thought. It no, was like a fight. No. But, <laughs> there were other fights. Man, uh, there was a one time at, at uh, Cram's place in Lakewood where somehow, this was in 2006, mind you, the row yeah. and pumps fought in, in their backyard. And a little bit too much of a series. I mean, you know, the Palm says was in the military and trained to like kill. Yeah. So he couldn't. Same too. Fuck, fucking the 10 year reunion of Steve, our stupid band, was at Pump's 30th, uh, 30th birthday party in 2010. Again, ruined by some kind of stupid fight, this time between um, uh, Pump's and I'll bleep this one. Picked a fight with Pump's, ruined the Steve reunion. <laughs> We were all there. What? All of Steve. What? And it wasn't a real fight, but but was being an idiot anyway. Sorry. Who cares? And then who Twinkies was the here. fight? And who was the fight in two thousand six? Oh, that was between uh, the row and and uh, pumps. The and, row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say it like he doesn't call himself that anymore. He does. He called me this week. He still week. does. He's still the row. <laughs> He's I owe him a road. call, and he's he probably he's still phone. does that joke where he like goes to shake your hand, and then you go to shake, and he's like, oh, like he probably still does that. He... <laughs> oh, that one. I'm not sure what that one was about, but I do remember we were all just like, don't do it. <laughs> okay, fights. Oh my god, sorry. Yeah. We're making poor use of having Twinkie here. All right, uh, no, 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 this is actually the long walk for the short drink. I mean, uh -huh. I, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know. We've been recording, but we thing, have but. been recording for an hour and forty-five minutes, and we're on the first. Who am I? <laughs> who is Twinkie? Like of his list of things, though. 
This is like, a, I hope this is not the last time we speak to Twinkie, and this this will, this will lay the groundwork for all future discussions. Oh, yeah, no. Well, and I guess technically we did get through the second one, which is the cabin, too. Are we so, through the cabin? We're, 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 I'm not ready to accept that. <laughs> we're working on it. Oh, let we're me, working so on I know, I know I had a lot to say about the whole thing, but I was working towards uh, a, a, an end with the whole documentary thing. So I, I did put all that together into something. A lot of that documentary ended up being the filming of the kind of collation of this, what we call the book, which is what I've been holding up to the screen and we'll post images from onto to the Twitter, the ones that don't sort of reveal people that don't might not want to be revealed. But it, um, there was, you know, movies being made. Um, a lot of guys were getting into taking pictures, including uh, Palmer. And yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so so all of that, as, as people were kind of moving on, I think we were all aware that it was a special time in our lives. Yeah. Um, I certainly was very aware of that at the time. Because basically prior to that, I mean, I had friends kind of, but I really only hung out with Jacko and made movies and didn't get girls that I wanted. Like I would like want a girl for like four years and that wouldn't work out. So so I was busying myself with other things. And I didn't think to make a cabin, which probably would have been a good better idea than making films. But um uh, no, it wasn't. It, well the movies didn't get me late either. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in fact when I showed some of the, the movies that I made as a preteen, um as like an eight year old, I was reenacting monster movies i showed them to my now wife and she started laughing at a certain point and she was going i can't believe you got anyone to love you she was like breathless i can't believe you got anyone to love you and then then she realized how bad that sounded she's like oh oh, no 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 that's not what i meant i mean have sex with you So I had a lot oh. of free time to do these things. Um, Man, the bride is just ruthless. Oh wow, she is. is brutal. She's wonderful, and I, I have a, but she's got a wicked sense of humor. But anyhow, the, she does. She really moving, does. <laughs> she does. Uh, and I only talk so boldly because she's not here. Because she's also super vengeful. <laughs> like she'd burst into the room. Oh, and what she has to do? I, she goes after my nipples. Like she'll pinch them. Like. Pinch of power hurts like a motherfucker, and it's funny, but it does hurt. She doesn't play fair. Like, well, it's just like the it's 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 just like the um uh the mercy. I could see like, when you were holding your hand like that. I was like, I know, I have pictures of that. That was earlier the first time you met her, and she's like, so on so so, <laughs> so like I can beat anybody at mercy, and I was like, I you can't beat me at mercy. I guarantee you can't beat me at mercy. No, I can beat anybody at mercy. Okay, let's play Mercy. So I go to play Mercy with the bride. She climbs up on a bar stool, like stands on a bar stool. So she's like eight feet above me and puts all of her weight on her hand. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, oh, we're playing Mercy. I was like, no, you're cheating. You get down on my level. We play Mercy down here on the earth like a human being. That's how we play Mercy. I'm so glad. She's like, what- this is what she says. She's like, she's like, I won't beat you like that, though. <laughs> exactly, because that's how you play Mercy. That's how she is, though. She did not she <laughs> play fair. And she fights no. too hard. Like, these fights we yeah. were talking about with the yeah. thing, there's a certain amount of punches hold. Like I, like I said, Pumps is a trained killer. And fucking... <laughs> And Ro want to want to fight him to test their manhood, yep. and it's like he's not even going to. He's just going to try to not hurt you 
without embarrassing you too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas yeah. the Brian, yeah. but he's like, okay we'll with embarrassing you a little bit. Oh yeah. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but when the bride comes after me, she comes after me. <laughs> it's yeah. Too much, and I always tell her it's too much. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So I can yep. only speak so freely because she's not here to kick my ass. But um, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, so I was moving the towards cabin. the, the end the of cabin. the cabin era. So, yes, I had a lot right. of free time because I wasn't getting laid or beat up by women at that time. Right. Um, well, can I can I interject just one thing about course. towards the end of the era of the cabin? So there was a little bit of like the Beatles breaking up behind the scenes um, action oh. going on with the cabin. You know, there really? were, yeah, as, as things had progressed, there were different opinions about the use of the cabin, like the appropriate use of it. And oh, okay. uh, people, you, you always have your friends over here, but we want to do this. And from the and founders, I think some of that, maybe from the founders, from the founders. Oh. Yeah. There was Did you a guys little have bit meetings? of like, there wasn't meet. Well, <laughs> they didn't invite my ass if they had meetings. Um, but there was some disagreements as to what uh, the, the appropriate use was. And I think that's why I ended up being the, the ax came down and just said, my land, you know, I built this thing with my money. Yeah. You're out. Uh, but yeah. there, well, there was that makes perfect sense, summer, by the way. And, and as you the know, like, and I was going like to say, I was going to say, as my adult self looking back on it, like we did really take over that that yeah. whole thing, like completely took over that, like. But how else would you get to Zollinger Sand and Gravel Pit? At one in the morning, oh. if you didn't start at the cabin, I mean, that, doesn't that make it was sense impossible. to you? It, it was impossible. It would be impossible. It would it, be impossible. So hard. you have to start at the cabin before yeah. you go into all of these terrible places wherein you could die at like moments' notice with heavy and equipment. Took a or shit rocks. off the end of that crane. That like, what? Oh. <laughs> did you know that? Like, I did not know that. He so, climbed up on that motherfucker and our, shit. You know that crane that go, went over the yeah. pit? He climbed like, up on the like end of it. Drag crane. It's high, though, right? Or no? Yeah. yeah, like up over on the edge of the pit. And like it looked down over into the pit. He climbed oh up God. onto the end of it and squatted and shit off the end of it. Motherfucker. Like Ash and I were driving down 57, like through Ritman. <laughs> And like I was like, oh, that's the Zollinger pits. I was like, that's you see that crane right there? And I was, she was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, it used to be over the edge of the pit right there. You see that? She's like, yeah. I was like, pumps oh. climbed to the top of that and squatted and shit off the end of it. She's like, wow, no shit. I was like, no, he did shit off the end of it. <laughs> Whoa, I did yeah. not know that. Well, I, I'm the more we think about it, the more, and I saw him in the last year, the first time in a long time, and he has a newborn. Yeah. And there's just some stories. There was this one like really deep story, or not deep story, but creepy as fuck, maybe deep. I don't know. I can't tell for him, but I would love to have him on here. He was on WPLMR and he's a That's what I was thinking. Uh pumps speak, speaking of pumps and Jacko, like they all of these oh. people we're talking about huge personalities. Right? Yeah. And absolutely. And so it's no wonder that the founders, some of whom have very low key uh, personalities yeah. and had completely other hopes probably for that space. We're just kind of, we were, 
<laughs> like the British coming into the to America. <laughs> totally like, occupied. Well, I mean, you, yeah, like occupied no the territory. But, yeah. <laughs> for whatever it's worth, I think at least initially it was welcomed because it was acceptance, right? I mean, you do this thing. I was always an awkward kid, you know. I, I never really felt like I f- I fit in too much, and maybe everybody feels like that in high school, you know. I, I think know, most but, of the cabin kids did. Maybe not all. Yeah, and but I so think that part's common. To have large groups of people come out, which you could just hang out with, right, and not feel any pressure to be anything different than like the weird kid with a flannel shirt who liked to hang around the fire and go wander off, you know, into the sand and gravel pit at one in the morning, was definitely freeing and you felt accepted you know even if it wasn't intentional by the people that were there yeah you know that that was at least implied that hey thanks for giving us this space in this room and from my perspective now you know i am not a creative person and i don't mean that to be derogatory toward myself just that i'm a technically minded uh, I, you know I, i'm not a songwriter or a i support the arts as much as i possibly can but i'm not that that's not my personality. And so looking back, especially, um, it was like my first foray into being a patron of the arts, oh um, as it were. <laughs> you um, were. To, Absolutely. To I this, think that too. I, holy this, shit. Like, fertile, this fertile ground wherein people could come out and um, be them, you know? And that to me is very powerful. And I view that, I, I, I feel that way. Um, it's probably overstated a little bit in that comment, but I do, I really do feel that way. I'm sure that no, now that you, you say it aloud, I, I think actually is it's it's not something I consider very specifically because I didn't know you felt that way. But yeah, no, uh, I mean I I uh, I did cut you off, but so I want you to finish. But I got a lot to say about what that just impact how that impacted my view of the past and enriched it. So. Yeah, and I don't, again, I, this is hindsight. You know, I don't necessarily, I didn't think that at the time. Again, I was a 15-year-old, you know, uh, adolescent kid. And so so that was my mindset, but Well, you were, but you, now, had, you were 18 by then, right? Let's see, I would have been, when we first built it, I was 15, 15 or 16. Oh and then I would have been, I would have been 18 at that summer. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, but, but initially, you know, the initial thoughts had nothing to do with, um, building a place wherein people could come play guitar around the campfire. But, you know, listen, I got my love of Dylan from the cabin. Mm, yeah. You know, I got, I got my love of, of uh, just performance in general, yep. I believe from the cabin, because that's not something I was exposed to um, the way I was raised. And whether that performance was, no, no, I'm sorry. It was Palmer singing a song for her birthday, and it was Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Um, you, and it was... Uh, I wonder who's a, kissing I, you now. Uh, or maybe not. Might have been, that might have been no, another. You know, it was, um, it was uh, uh, up and down and over and under, I know one thing. You know, a pirate, a poet, a pauper. Oh, a yeah, king. yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, you know, and, uh, it's, that's life, I think. That's life, yeah. And I, I remember Palmer just getting up and saying, this is for your birthday. And performing that, and that that was just thrilling for me to be able to watch someone um, be willing to do that type of thing in front of other people. Yeah, like acapella. And he would. He didn't yeah, play just straight any, up, just yeah. him. No, just him. Happy birthday, boom. 
Yeah. Here's a Frank Sinatra song. And I I remember thinking so highly of Palmer about that because it just showed like this level of transparency that I don't think I could have ever mustered. Oh wow. And there's very Thanks, little man. more vulnerable than singing at all and singing right. without accompaniment. Just go crazy. You might as well it. be naked bent over. Like yeah. that is Yeah. That's uh <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So, well, that's how I like to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I cheapened it in some way, but Palmer used to do as, that. A lot. As Not one will. As Not one the naked will. part. <laughs> but yeah. but I I feel that and that's why the cabin's meaningful to me, I think, because I feel as if I gave something to somebody. Oh my god, um, did you? Without yeah. even you know, it just by accident. It wasn't some sort of charitable act, but in in that selfish act of by building this place where we could escape and get away from maybe some of the oh, sorry some Very of great. the uh, things that we were trying to avoid in life, we created something different out of it, and it's that's why as Dave and both indicated that it would be so cool to hear other people's perspective because I'm sure people have taken so many different things away from it. And that's what I think the beauty of it is, is when you can create something that other people then can tangibly attach themselves to and walk away with their own impression and their own value. Oh man. Is that so incredible? It's so accurate because I, I would, that is the first time I've heard that articulated. But as soon as you said it, I was like, absolutely. That's where my love for art, I, I got my love for art and arguably my love for film. Like I was, I love movies sure. up to that point, but then to find another group of people who loved going to the movies, who loved talking about movies, who loved speculating about movies and arguing about movies and watching them and dissecting them as much as I did, like that made me appreciate I, like it moved from movies to film, like as an art form and um, photography and painting and music and creating and all of these things. Like I, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, when I went to and in, in, in did my undergrad, I worked in the dark room at the art college at the College of Art on campus. And I worked in the gallery on campus and. I wouldn't have gone to either. I wouldn't have taken photography classes in college myself if it wouldn't have been for the cabin. And just to give me that exposure and that confidence of being with this group of people who not only not only encouraged you to create and to try uh, these different forms of creating, but then to also Take those creations, build off them, uh, complement them, uh, give suggestions, um, collaborate over them, pick them up themselves, and then create their start creating their own things with them. All of which like builds into this like super supported form of complement that just creates this confidence. Like I it, it uh, and I know Dave and I have talked about this too. Um, I feel like the older I get, the more I want to get back to that level of confidence that I had when I was younger. And I got that from the cabin. Like that's, I, I, there was like a decade and a half of my life where I thrived off of the confidence 
that I gained on that one summer with this one group of people. Yeah. Well, that's super powerful. Yeah. Um, and incredible to hear, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, I guess it shows the power to some degree of friendship. Um, and in a world where the internet now thrives on just, you know, the destruction of everything, um, it seems even more magical because, you know, you didn't go out to the cabin and everybody was on their phone and I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy and be like, you know, don't be on your phone, but you were just forced to yep. by default to hang out with people and talk and laugh and joke and, uh, not like what's the latest meme or did you hear X, Y, and Z, you know, it was and, that and no level like, of interaction and no booze and no drugs and no like. I mean, like, I, I can count on one hand how many times I think alcohol was involved. Oh, yeah. With the cabin group of kids during that time period. I mean, sure. like now, like we're three cabin kids and we're sitting here like cracking beers and everything. <laughs> right. But that like I became an adult when I started like experimenting with other things like beyond like the cabin. Come to Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But that summer, like the quote unquote summer of the cabin, there was no, I again, like one hand, how many times booze was involved, like beer and drugs were like, I mean, maybe pot like once or twice. I mean, I was going to say, I, I remember some stories of pot being smoked, but those were on off times. So like on Friday night. Yeah, never. It was just kind there of understood never, that. Yeah. You were going to show up and hang out, and that was that was the thing. There wasn't going to be other stuff. I right. I do remember that kind of being an unspoken expectation. Yeah, and it's not like any and it was strictly unspoken. I never remember anybody saying no no drugs or alcohol out at the cabin right. on Friday night. It just didn't need to be there. Right, like, it wasn't necessary. That's real. Yeah, that's really what it was. It wasn't that it was it was forbidden it just didn't need to be there so yeah that i i mean there's i it's so it's so reassuring to talk to other cabin people to realize i i mean because you feel kind of silly to just be like yeah we went out there and we played guitar and sat around a fire and talked and that's and sang a lot and that's about it. Like sometimes we ran naked through the snow and uh Yeah, we did. Like we <laughs> smoked yeah, a we lot did. smoked a lot of cigars, like really bad cheap cigars, but like oh. that was about as bad as it got. And uh yeah. so you feel really silly. Like you try to ex- there but you can only articulate it to another cabin another cabin kid. That's really I I, I mean I realize that growing up and being an adult now, like trying to articulate it to Ash. Sure. She, I mean, she can come close to understanding it, but like I'm getting more interacting with you two and reminiscing about it. And then and and realizing and, and sharing that understanding than I would trying to explain it to her. I so. think that's, I think that's part of it. The, the shorthand of it all and that the, the weekly aspect of it to where you didn't have to feel like, what am I invited? Who's doing what? Yep. Like, am yeah. I yep. included? 
you, you just knew you, I mean, I'm not sure how the kind of, you know, the radius of the, of the quote unquote group would spread to where people felt invited. I mean, I know for I me- I think we got on Google Hangout right, and told yeah. everybody. I know for <laughs> me, I literally, when I eventually went to college later in life, like at around age 21, I wrote a short story that recounted the, the night that I met everyone else. It was actually at the inn and eventually ended up at the cabin. Like I remembered that night so specifically and uh, it was so impactful to me. And uh, it's like Palmer, you said you lived for like a decade and a half or whatever off that confidence. And I think it was because of the, the, that support. And I think that, um, you know, we live in an age now, as, as, as Twinkie says, like with the internet and stuff where everybody exists, that's, I don't, I don't want to, there is a lot of negativity around and there's a lot more opportunity to kind of hide behind, to be less vulnerable by maybe being more aggressive. Like that stuff has always existed. You know, you'd be a bully because sure. you're whatever. It's just more of an opportunity to happen. Yeah. Right. But what was nice about, one of the things about the cabin, I think that was so special that there was this space somehow that, as you as as as, people, as you guys have often said, and and even back in the documentary stuff, where people could be, could be themselves, without apology or self consciousness, and feel comfortable singing a cappella. It wasn't even like it's hard to explain. Like, you know, it actually it's, it's a little incur. It's, I don't know if it's encouraging or endearing to me or what. The idea that the cabin was sort of initially built as a place to <laughs> hopefully bed you know, yeah. women. <laughs> but, um, and so they, they weren't these noble things. The same with the drugs and alcohol. It wasn't, that wasn't noble either. It was no. just uh, not sort of easily accessible to us. You know, girls and not needed, and drugs though, were not but the, available. But, like, but saying like it just wasn't accessible to us makes it sound like we would do it had it been accessible. I think maybe a couple, like had it been accessible, maybe a couple times we would have. But I think I mean, for the I most definitely part, we wouldn't still, have just because out of fear of wouldn't. being in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but like I still think we still wouldn't have just because we didn't need it. It just it like we got we got more out of that experience supporting each other and creating with each other than we did. Then we just didn't need to get high. We didn't need to drink. We didn't like. I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but that's just that's just my take on it. Like, it was a I, guaranteed I, well, good time, that's for sure. And yeah. took you to hear you say what you did about um, whether you realize it then, or if only you realize it now. This idea about maybe you're not literally creating things in terms of singing songs or taking pictures or holding a film camera or something. The idea that you contributed this this space where the kind of community could exist, and that that sort of support i guess that's the best word i can think for it the way that we the way that, that would allow people to feel confident enough to sing around the campfire i mean i am literally still living off that and 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 um and i think i always will and actually there was a time i realized in the last few years that um and i knew uh, about 10 12 years ago when i started to when I used to sing around the campfire at the cabin, it was always Pearl Jam, U2, or maybe Dave yep. Matthews. And it was always very much 
I was an imitative person then. Like there's periods in my life where I was like, that's the time in life when I was dressing like Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon or Jean-Claude Van Damme and anything like, and, uh, real, real quick. I think there was a time in which you wanted to kill me every time I asked for a better man. That is so um, not true. Which, no which way. Which is fair enough because I probably asked too. for it every, is it really? Holy shit. Because on the night oh of that big God. concert, you had to work of all things, like of all people to not be there at the start of this thing. I don't know why we didn't delay it till you could be there. You walk up the, I'll include that part of it. Cause you, you talk about an interview clip where you request the song. Um, yeah, I love that song. Well, I should so I, I should mention that, that about so with the fights and the and I'm working towards something else, something much sort of bigger, at least for me, emotional. Though at the yeah, time, sorry, you can go back on no, track. No, I, actually, I this will give me an excuse to tell this other story because yeah. so for me, I would go out to there when I was eventually invited. I it was through Jacko, who was in the same grade as a lot of the people, and mm-hmm. I wrote yeah. and maybe I'll look at the short story, see if I could share it on the on the Twitter if it's. I don't know, you know, because there's certain I don't I don't know who would be, be bothered, the majority but... of the cabin kids during this summer were all in the same grade. Yes. There was a the sprinkling of people who were older, which you would have fallen into, yeah. Dave. Yep. And there was like just a couple who were younger, which was me. Because this was say, the... who was it beside you? I can't even recall anybody. Well, it started to else. spread to people's siblings. So if you think about. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and... So you eventually did, okay, you did get a girlfriend of <laughs> the cabin, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least for I a did. time. <laughs> I absolutely did. Um I absolutely did. Oh, so I was, yeah, I was a year, and I won't tell this whole story, but I was a year out of high school working on this adaptation of yeah. the pro. And that was all yeah. I was doing. Um, and, and not that I would just do it for a few hours a week. Like I was doing it constantly. And, and it was because of that Halloween party that I started to hang out with you guys. Like, cause it, in the beginning, ah. it, it it was like, oh, we're going out to the cabin this weekend. You going to come out? Like, yeah, okay, cool. And it was after that Halloween party that that started to happen. And so my, it, I was younger, and it was the summer before my senior year of high school. Was the summer, this summer when the majority had just graduated. It was the summer before they started going to college. Oh yeah, okay. And that so the, I I wasn't pre- the Halloween thing predates it because I remember it was winter for me because of the time when I started to go to edit and that's what I was doing at that time I had shot this movie throughout high school finished a version then went back and shot some more and then found this place where I could go and, and I established enough trust that I they would let me in so I would arrive right before they closed and then I would work all, either all night usually all night till they got there in the morning or eventually maybe I'd leave in the middle of the night or something. Uh, cause I had so much to do, but like that was what I was doing, kind of working this third shift quote unquote job. There's essentially a video adaptation by children of a movie that was made by a mo- major motion picture, like starring like real people. Like, I don't know what the fuck I thought I was doing, but I was driven to do it. And, uh, and so I was seeing no one. I was barely even seeing Jacko, who was my only real friend. And, um, there was one night for one, re- I don't know. Oh, I do know exactly what it was. Sorry. Uh, I needed some background. I needed like a room full of people talking so that at this one scene that we filmed in a, in my parents' basement would sound as though it were in a side room of like a bar or something where yeah. a lot of like people were gathered. So I brought my video camera to Cram's basement to 
just set it there and let the let let it roll and get the kind of roar of a bunch of guys talking and playing pool. And um that I I was familiar with all those people. Like Pumps was in the Crow movie, Jacko was there, like, you know, Twinkie, you and I knew each other through soccer. I think I'm not sure, but I think you might have been there that night. Bauman was there. Crams I knew for playing soccer and and he was close with Jacko as well. Sure. And I there's literally a moment on videotape where Crams gets a phone call and it's <laughs> So that was the other contingent. There was there was the Smithville, the contingent. Smithville contingent and they invited yeah. us out mm-hmm. to the inn that night. And eventually that led me back to the cabin. Oh for the first my, time. it's on tape. Yeah. And it it actually opens the oh one video God. in mute. Um, it's like click, 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 but you see us on that night. But so I was there for other purposes. I was there to get some background oh, really noise. Funny. And then I ended up out at the inn and I had been singing Pearl Jam songs in my room. Um, I just discovered that band. And as I said, I was an imitative kid. Like when I discovered Buddy Holly by way of the of the Gary Busey performance in the biography of him or La Bamba, like I, I felt the need to like make my own tapes where I would imitate that. Like that's just what I did. Right. And I was making, yeah. fuck, I was making my own cover movie, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, that's kind of what I was, that's how I expressed myself. And um Sorry, I do have a little long walk here, but it actually ties in very much what you're saying and, and, and kind of comes back to a great big thank you to Twinkie. So indulge me here for a little bit longer. Um, uh, so that night, we went to the inn. Uh, Don't call me Twinkie! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! We went to you the inn. You fucking call me Twinkie again! We're done! <laughs> We went to the inn, and there's some other things. Like, there's, um, I'll bleep them out again, uh, but I heard about some business later on, and not much later on, but within the next couple of years, about <laughs> and <laughs> it was pretty nefarious. So, like, there, we weren't all just, oh, like, trying to make that. our movies. I remember <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I remember that night in the, in the inn. That's where we all stayed in the inn that night. Oh, my. Not all of us, because some of us came in Pumps' beater who had a name. His car called in a name. When we have him on, we'll have to ask. And we got pulled yeah, over. Bauman's car had a name, too, right? I think they, had, they named their cars for whatever Who else reason. did? Anyway, sorry. Who? I thought Bauman's car had a name. Oh, very possibly. You, it might have just like a, been like, like a 1980s Buick or something. But, I do yeah. remember. Yeah, his car was blue, and Pumps was all... Like it was like this. It was so perfect. Pump seemed like right out of the seventies at that time. Like he, he had this kind of, yeah. like, and actually he looks even more so now, <laughs> like because he was in the military for so long. And well, I, I won't say where, but but now he's got shoulder length hair. He looks like he looks like kind of an emaciated Thor. I mean, emaciated for Thor, but like yeah. much more like Jack than Normal. any of us, because yeah. he yeah. does work out and stuff. But anyway. um, yeah, we left and got pulled over. But while we were there, I don't know why. I nice. maybe there was a guitar there because this is this this literally changed my whole life this night. Because I'm, I don't even know. For instance, I might not have known Bauman at all. I was aware or something. I, but though that basement full of people that I went to gather their voices, we got called out to this other place, and I didn't go. I didn't go anywhere. And it wasn't, for me, it wasn't, I did grow up religious, but differently than, than a lot less sort of oppressively than Twinkie did. Um, yeah. You know, to the point where my parents were lenient enough to be letting me make this 
movie, The Crow. That was, the Crow with oh my copious God. drug use. Yeah. I mean, granted, violence. I, I had to wait till I was a... 18 to make the version I really wanted to, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but in any event, um, I just didn't go to like social events or socialize with people. And even in, in, in high school, I was fortunate to be through some other person's sympathetic mother that I knew, they're like, he should be integrated somehow better socially than he is. And I was a student <laughs> trainer for the football team with her son. And so I was like buddies with all the football guys who may have otherwise picked on me. And they were like in my movie and stuff. So thank God I got by in these ways, but I didn't hang out with people. So I was in this yeah. basement, got this call. We go to the inn somehow uh, in the sort of, I don't know what you call it, because the inn is a restaurant in, in in Smithville, and you go into the very front area, and there—I don't know if there still is, but it's there's like literally, a, it's it's literally like the Smithville Inn. Am I correct? Yeah, in there? yeah, no, that's yeah, what's literally called. Yep. the name. Okay, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so hey, that's a plug. Oh yeah, do we get oh, money man. from them? Oh, Side PS. Uh, no. <laughs> a, a little PS, like one of the greatest things that has happened to me in the last six months is getting the email from you, Twinkie, and. Shortly thereafter, and I don't know if it's because she listened to the podcast or if it's just completely random, I heard from <laughs> who moved back uh, to Smithville. Yeah, with she's her back in Smithville. Two kids. Yeah. So I'm going to be able to see this in in the next year somehow. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so, but we're, there's going to be, can I, sorry. Please, well, I know no, please, we're, we're please. Really I'll take up all roads, the three hours of myself. This, this whole episode, because we, we, we are coming up on three, I mean, like, 11 o'clock will mark three hours. We probably don't want to go much longer than that. We'll keep it to the cabin, I guess, then. We'll have to keep it to the cabin. So, like, this is going to be the cabin episode. Twinkie, we're just going to have to record. Yeah. We'll we'll just have to do a Twinkie part two and, like, bring Twinkie back to, like, go through the rest of the list. Because the list is, like, totally... The list is great. A, There's like good stuff on there. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. talk about fucking like Fifth Element so bad. It, like it says Gary let's, fucking Ullman right in front of me. <laughs> like, oh my god, Gary fucking Ullman. <laughs> there, Ullman. There is so many Gary Ullman stuff on there too, and just oh, I was obsessed with Gary Ullman for a long yeah. time. So no, so, we'll have to do this again. Maybe for a while after we talk about Cyborg, we'll just. Every, the every episode that Twinkie's not on in between, we'll be like, oh, we don't have time to connect with our buddy Twinkie. This time. <laughs> so let's just do let's just do a part. We'll focus two on the cabin. Of, yeah. Let's just do. Well, so we'll what? focus on the yeah, cabin and we'll we'll promise a Twinkie part two where we will touch on these other things. Uh, hey, but, what what the fans of Long Walk Short Drink want, the fans of Long Walk listen, Short Drink get, and that opinion, right now I mean, is hey. more Twinkie. Yeah, I mean, I'll just have to check with Moto, but then I think we'll have our consensus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fans have spoken. <laughs> um, I was say we're talking about all these people. By the way, we keep bringing up some of which I'm sure will be bleeped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, but yeah, I really want to meet all, get all these people into a room again, and just feel the dynamic. I I have a sneaking suspicion that it would be like putting on. A pair of comfortable jeans. Yeah, I'm sure there are yeah. differences ideologically, politically, sociologically. Not a lot, though. Because uh, <laughs> I've yeah, seen no, that. Right. <laughs> you you might know more about it than I do, but I I I I would be so impressed. I I mentioned this in my initial email when Palmer talks about meeting someone, um, that we've met at the inn or at the cabin or whatever, and how. That same sense of no pressure. I don't have to be like, 
What am I supposed to say? Yep. Do I have to talk about my job? You know, all the dumb shit that I feel like I got to talk to other people about. I just can cut right to it. Yep. You know, and man, that is, that is a treasure trove. I don't think there's any other for in relationships. There's, there's no other definition of special. Like that's like the perfect definition of special. And and these people are special to me. Like I, I, I could interact Again, I could go a decade since I've talked to Twinkie over a decade. And it's like it's like that decade hadn't even existed. And yeah. who how many if people any of get those to people be that, that you mentioned, lucky? any of them called me tomorrow and said, I need you to fly back to XYZ yep. because of whatever. Yep. I would be on an airplane. I I, yep. I mean, no joke. If Dave, you need something, I'm in Minnesota. I I totally believe that. Yeah. Um, because I feel that camaraderie and connection over time and space outside of life. And I just happened don't, to me, and I've, I mean, oh, whatever the so, damage I've done to life in general. But <laughs> well, when I get when I get back, and I'm, I'm in no hurry, I'm going to tell you the good you did, sir. Oh yeah, Palmer, sorry. I, I no, didn't no. take a side. All oh, I was no, going to say, I would love to have a reunion. Say, like, you got to fight for your time on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, if you two agree with this, though, I, I mean, I have met plenty of other people since the cabin. Do you know, like, how lucky are we to have this group of people that we can yeah. come back to at any point and be like it was never. I've met other yeah. people. They don't have a. Gr- they don't have cabin kids in their life. Like they don't. No. We are lucky. Like oh, we yeah. are. Like we are lucky to have this group of people to Absolutely. do that with, because it it is rare for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Twinkie, whether you intended to at the time or not, fostering that is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was a big deal. I remember. I used to think at the time. Uh, well, I want to get. We'll get back to this guitar thing. I, I want to get. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I will say, sort of as a topic sentence, whose you know su- supporting paragraph will not follow anytime soon. There was this interesting thing of like the guitars and people playing guitar around the campfire that started with maybe one or two, but eventually grew to so many people. Eventually, mm-hmm. being able to like play their songs around, the, and even that, I mean, like that, that being able to play an instrument like that is something you carry throughout your life. And in the way that, and I always used to th- sort of think that, you know, I took a little pride or ownership in being one of the people that maybe, like, I would think in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe it's maybe I had some small part in making that person feel like, well, that guy can do it. I could do it too. Um, <laughs> so like empowering them in some way. And then I, I remember like Roe bringing guitars for my dad to fix or whatever, who my dad plays guitar and who taught me how to play guitar and my brother and all this. Um, so that's one thing, this kind of tradition. And I always felt like happy about that. It's like, I know I improved people's lives in some small way sure. with uh, uh, and giving not them just that. a small way. I would say a rather large way, but well, thank you, but the, um, but I never really realized how completely until tonight you're giving us this or, or encouraging the use of that space for the kind of activities that we've talked about and uh, community. It truly changed my whole life, and then then it it all came back to that one night that eventually led me out to that place, that the in between place. So I went out, I went to the Cram's basement to record the thing. Then they're all going out to meet 
to go down to Smithville. And again, I'm sure there were some, you know, less than noble intentions. Oh, uh, absolutely. There I, as well. I, Which not that the, that matters. Like, yeah, that's totally. Listen, none that's of my human intentions life. are noble yeah. now. Ask and the bride. We're teenage boys. <laughs> we're like we're teenage boys. We're we yeah. wanted like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking down on any anyway. <laughs> right, and there should be no judgment. I mean, this notion that that nobleness is the prime virtue of how things don't get moved along by nobleness. Yeah, and a lot I of times, mean, like, like you no, could, no, no, quote, unquote, things noble get moved things along just, like, by cowardice. yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, or, or inopportunity or something. In my, what, in my case, in my opinion, what's admirable is the nobleness that came from those intentions, like. Like, yeah, I'm going to go because these girls are going out there. And then you end up meeting these people and like, yeah. And they impact yeah. your entire life. All spawned from like, just like boobs. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like I'm like, oh, but did you say inspired boobs? Is that inspired by yeah. boobs? Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's like, really, I mean, what Elvin and Troy, all that stuff. That's the, yeah. Everything right. is inspired by boobs, except for anything gay guys. you read in history <laughs> points to the fact. I just think that, it's like a much. Yeah. I I I don't know, and and I'm sure there are plenty of people that would disagree with me, but I think it's admirable to say that these types of relationships, this type of creative environment, this type of non-judgment space, were were life-changing and lifelong memory is created all driven by lust like that's awesome yeah. i think that that's admirable yeah. like that's like i would call it life changing like acceptance yeah and, you know here's the three of us like well i won't call us middle age yet we we are olds as we as, are dangerously approaching yes. olds but yeah. like we're three you know middle class white dudes straight white dudes we don't have yeah. a lot of obstacles <laughs> that a no. lot of people do. And we have this wonderful, uh, you know, community of, of people and important and, and time in our life. And we are three people of, of remarkable privilege. I literally thought today I was kind of playing a little hooky from work or something I don't do and feel a lot of guilt about, but like I dropped a bride off at the airport and was like, you know, that new Leonard Cohen album is actually really and you're, good. Front and you're to working back. from home, and you're like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm working from home." I never. <laughs> we all know what that means. Wink. You know what it is, though, yeah. Palmer is like it was a combination of wanting to get a few albums and stuff, but also yeah. I was like, if I can be in the car for two and a half more hours, I can finish the stand, and I did. Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh. Um, this is a great like. That was a, that was like a radio ability to tie into the next episode. That's yeah, fantastic. there needs to be a thing that there needs to be a stand episode soon. But um, what I was saying about this whole thing of us being three sort of privileged white guys with, all, with the additional privilege of having this great um, summer and basis for these friendships that that it lasts to this day, um, regardless of time and space. Uh, is based around, I think, Palmer, you used a word that I now can't quite remember. It was the first part of what I wanted to, to follow up with acceptance. So I don't know if it was universal acceptance or it was something, but it, but ultimately for me, it was the acceptance part of it. And um, I the, so the, the whole thing about the privilege is like when people talk now and, and the other and some folks roll their eyes about like safe spaces for LGBTQ people or, or tra whatever, right. like like safe. Sp the, the way that I can relate to that beyond just being a human being with compassion for other human beings 
is that the Kaplan was a real safe space for all of us. Yes. That was very rarely violated by cruelty. And that cruelty was not tolerated. So, um, so I will, the, that night I was talking about that ended up at the end, somehow a guitar ended up in my hands and I being socially awkward and not knowing really what to do through playing the guitar, I was able to like play Pearl Jam songs and, and I was, as I say, many times, an imitative kid. And the, the the style of singing of that band is a very passionate singer. So suddenly this yeah. very quiet, embarrassed kid is like screaming at the top of his lungs and expressing himself in this kind of weird karaoke way uh, that um, people were sitting around and listening to. And for me, like who, from a child to this day, like it's ingrained in me to want to try to express myself through those means and obviously through like just fucking verbal diarrhea and the hopes that somehow it'll be understood, which is so rare. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, that was, that was so revolutionary to me that night, just sitting in front of people paying attention to me as I sang. And, uh, and then from there went to the cabin and it was like, I spent all my time alone in this dark room editing this really fucked up movie. (laughs) Uh, Um, and then and I was like, oh, there's this world of like, you know. <laughs> and and so some people I was sort of accustomed to, like I said, I knew through other means, even even you knowing through soccer and stuff. But uh that was in the winter. I rem- I do remember that. Yeah. And um uh that was the first time I came out there. And then then I was just aware of it as a thing, the cabin as a thing where Jacka was often going. I remember things too, like that. That time, that first year out of high school, I was working on this movie, and Jacko was still in high school, and he would come over after. He lived just up the street, and we we're you know best friends and stuff, and he would come over after school, and I remember one day so specifically where he happened to come in at like 3.30 or whatever it would be, and I worked at a video store at that time. I don't think I was yet working at WCTV, and I was just trying to figure out, I think I was making notes on soundtrack stuff or something for the movie, and I was, happened to be just sitting in the chair with no music, no TV. So that when he came in the room and just sitting there, and he just kind of shook his head, like... And I think he said something about how some teacher just felt like I was wasting my life. <laughs> so I wasn't like, oh. you know, I wasn't, and I wasn't feeling, but I was very driven by what I was doing. Yeah. Fucking yeah. ridiculous as it was. And I don't feel now that that time was well spent, but thank God it led me to this group of people. Ultimately went to, so that feeling like playing guitar and singing Pearl Jam songs for this captive audience, literally they were just there for other reasons. And some guy was making too much noise to ignore. Um, and then when I was when I went back to that cabin thing, I think I had in the back of my head it's like, oh, oh, guitar! I can bring a guitar and do that thing again and get that great feeling and or at least like have something to do. Yeah. And um, and that was that was, and then through that I developed this these these relationships with all these people and the one and that and I'm going someplace a little bit more sort of deeper for me for with that that I'm sure will, or that I hope that should wrap up the show so we could all go to sleep and. Uh, such, but the the one fight that we haven't talked about that I uh, that I teased earlier that had to do with that lead and pipe that lead hot pipe that would be put in the fire. So I did. I would sing Pearl Jam songs so earnestly and so just like like yeah. this thing that's not my voice, but it's just a voice through which I could process my feelings, I suppose. And so I would. So looking back on it now and hearing those recordings, it's, it's painful. I mean, but 
um, <laughs> whatever. And then, you know, some of the characters we talked about, but, but yet there was this super supportive environment through week after week. Not only could I go out there and do that and be celebrated, <laughs> but like, I don't have a nickname for it. like would join me on bongos and stuff. And other people would yeah. try to play along yeah, and eventually other that. people would be empowered. Like if this guy can just like imitate Eddie Vedder, like I could try something. Right. Well, and I <laughs> and mean, then, that's what I ended up doing. Like all these acapella things you talk about me, yeah. like that's just me imitating Frank Sinatra and imitating the, uh, you know, Michael Leblecki from rusted root. That's, I mean, that's all I was oh, doing. Yeah. Right, sure. was imitating that's what you them. do as a kid. And yeah. if fucking American Idol existed, there's a kid that won American Idol in the last like five years who literally was doing what I was, the kind of imitation of Eddie Vedder <laughs> I was doing. He was doing that at Dave Matthews and he won the whole thing. And yeah. they're telling him yeah. he's original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in any event, like, so there's one night I'm doing that and there's this one song because I was like a lovesick teenager and I wasn't just any port in a storm, but I would become, you know... F- fixated on people that were unattainable um and uh and so a song like black i used to sing black all the time that was the one that like cleansed my soul because it's this this kind of lament of 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 lost or or or, uh, unfulfilled love and so um i don't think i was singing it at the time but pumps started to imitate me imitating eddie vedder and this was completely out of the blue and completely out of character. And I don't know if you remember this, but Twinkie, you became enraged and you were just like, no. And you grabbed the, the lead pipe and went after him. It's like, you don't do that. <laughs> or, I don't remember what you said, but you were, I, it was the intent behind what he was doing. Yeah. The cruelty behind you know, I, it. You I would not abide. I don't recall it specifically, that event. And, and I wish I did, honestly. But to this day at work... And I work, and without getting too in depth into my job, I work with. Um, well, hopefully, they listen to this so they can tell. I can tell them how I really feel. But I work with a bunch of like old white dudes, and that type of environment exists where they they talk down to pretty much everyone. Yeah. And so, I'm like the one guy, and I don't do it as much as I should, frankly. Who will stand up and be like, I don't know, that's kind of that's ridiculous. You probably shouldn't do that. Um, but. Seeing other people mistreated is is really hard for me, and I don't know where that comes from necessarily. I, it's it not really again Kevin, some no because it, it's hard for me person. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not some noble thing. Again, I don't feel like I'm some sort of champion of the lost or or. But some, I'm arguing uh, in this episode that you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yeah. you became one. But from anyway, that's the continue. Well, but that's like the mark, though. That I think I feel like all of us have is yeah. we don't think we're doing anything special. But really, it really is like, again, like nobody has these groups of people that has empowered them to be to this point that yeah. we can be like, no, you don't talk about them like that because of the that thing they can't control. Yeah. Like that's. And even amongst ourselves in that moment. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. It, uh, it was. uh That that was. Yeah, that meant a lot to me then. And it means a, a lot to me now. And well, I, I am super glad I made like a positive impact. Oh my God. Yeah. It's really important to me. Not, you know, not I mean, only I, in that moment, Twiggy, but like this whole thing that you said tonight about even being aware of. So, yeah, you didn't do, you didn't feel creative, but you were aware of helping to foster that community where 
all of these wonderful things happened and Palmer and I gained this confidence. Yeah. And I, I will say that I realized at a certain point in my life, even within those same people, and as I encountered actual heartbreak and tragedy rather than just sort of, you know, unrequited loves and stuff. Yeah. Um, right. That sort of intimacy that you could just count on, like on a weekly basis or whenever, and just step in and out of without needing preamble was something that you know is irreplicable uh, and irreplaceable and and uh that as i got older and had those problems like i found that uh later it was different stuff like i was going through a divorce and i heard damien rice damien rice music so i'd sing damien rice songs even with some of those same people and at a certain point i literally cognitively realized and i went to like one therapy appointment i'm just like i'm tired of being the person that wants to stop everyone else's good time to try to feel intimacy by imposing my sort of playing guitar or trying to force an intimacy that, that I grew accustomed to through this unique circumstance. And um, one of the way, and that, so that was a conscious thing, but one of the ways I sort of moved beyond that was to start to go out and sing in coffee shops where I didn't have to wrangle the people. They were just there, just like the right. cabin for me. Except for there yeah. weren't there weren't a people I was beholden to, and I could go there mm. and express myself under the permission of the the proprietors of the place that allow me to go there and do my thing, which by that time was finally my own voice. This is maybe two thousand five. That lasted. I shouldn't say lasted in the past, but I would say that momentum. I actually ex- have experienced something that makes what you did back then feel all the more important to me now, which is that, you know, I moved to Minnesota uh, maybe four years ago. And it, with this, you know, and I, I put out music, I put out a bunch of music, find I don't hide my name on, on this show or anything like that. Um, and it's no longer someone else's thing. It's literally like my heart on a slab for the most part. And I was used to having that be accepted if not also valued. And uh, and then there became a point where it's like, well, those are people are your friends, not because of the things that you're, like how you're singing. They're just your friends anyway. They'd maybe yeah. rather talk to you than have you sing at them. Um, and I actually got to that place in my sort of music career where it's like somehow in the fucking, it's the internet. It's not real life. It's the internet where became the campfire around which the announcements of my musical pursuits or engagement in the music business where you're trying to find acceptance feels like an intrusion. So, so it's like the thing missing in my life now, now my discussion, my being able to talk with you guys tonight is a bomb, uh, a salve, <laughs> like I can't express, but with the whole, the whole sort of musical thread of my life, the, the thing that is, that has dried up and is missing is a thing that you gave to me 20 years ago, which is a place where it is where you are safe and where the thing that you want to express is not only accepted, but embraced and protected. So yeah, thank you. That's that's my very, very long walk. To just this a sip of a sip of Guinness extra stout. So <laughs> I don't need to even that, say anything that's else. Like I the do need to say that after to me, that's what the definition of the cabin is. Like yeah. that's and that's how far it carried into my life and how far it, how yep. much it spoiled me. 
to yeah. uh, what I can yeah. expect from life. <laughs> Absolutely. But the beauty yeah, of it, I, too, is that here we are talking. With yeah, plans and, and to talk you, to some of these as other you've all experienced, I'm sure we have varied experiences we can we could share with each other about how life has been fairly um, rough around the edges, uh, to say the least. To and, say the least, and how we probably have all made very shitty decisions. How we have all I mean, done wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sad. <laughs> no, I. You know where we've all had these things wherein we probably wish we could take it back or do something different. And I think the thing that helps me as I try to process some of those things is realizing that in, in all those times that I wish I could take back or do something different, there does remain a place that I can go back to just in my mind and say, what had, you know, what if I would have been, what if I presented this group of people with this information or acted this certain way, you know, and helped me process through some of that? Not literally, of course, I can't, I'm not interested in sharing with you some of the more personal details, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In my mind, I know that there's a safe space in which I can kind of work through some of those things. And that's super important for me. Someone who does struggle with some mental health issues, um, I'm on the spectrum probably of OCD somewhere along the line. Um, Depression. I, like, I'm just generally emo, so yeah. that's undiagnosed. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I value those parts of my life because they represent for me this place wherein um, I can somewhat bounce off the wall, if you will, whatever's happening in my life. And it's not, we live in a culture that doesn't, look kindly upon people who admit to being depressed or have mental health issues. No, or, no, uh, no. Anything no. like that. You're, you're broken or you're damaged yeah. or you, you're weak. Yeah. Wh why don't you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure that shit out, you yeah. know? And yeah. um, maybe that's why it resonates. I'd be curious to see if other people who, who have that experience also carry around some of those those issues and uh and maybe not maybe they just had a great fucking time and you know what that's fantastic as well, well whatever and, their and experience I, was you know is i mean great. that's what that's what i would be curious about i would be curious to hear about other people's cabins like i want to know listeners out there what was your cabin like what yeah what was that defining moment that in your adult life or probably Everything adolescent. Is, I, a lot of I think it's often going to be that pivotal. No, no, no. I mean, as an adult, though. Oh, I sorry. still base I still base my adult um, actions based on values that I harbored from the cabin. I can trace back things that I value and things that I. I know we're nearing the end, in. but I I really need to know some of that. That's huge, dude. Like I I know I. I went on a big about mine. No, but like we talked about it though, like the oh the triangle the supporting stuff. the supporting <laughs> and the like yeah, the being the creative and the and the non judgmental and the like Twinkie standing up with the flaming pipe and saying no we don't do that like that's I can't think of a better analogy for what the cabin was like no you don't we're no, we don't make fun of people. 
We yeah, let them be right. themselves. And we can support that or we can just sit back. But they we go don't make fun of. Gotta... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Take a shirt I off. can't think of, like that's That is the <laughs> best analogy of the cabin I have ever heard. I've yeah. ever. And, you know, um, I've, I've never thought about it in that in that way before, because, again, I guess I always thought about my intentions, even in the in the I don't have in front of me the note I sent, you know, it was like game changer or or failed failed experiment getting yeah. a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because my mind didn't process it that way until we have this conversation and I realize the effect that it has on yeah. people and you realize the importance of simply having a bunch of outcasts or people who at least view themselves that way. And what's um, funny is, is if you hear people who were outside of that group, they, they were the group that people wanted to be a part of like the cabin people. It, it's so funny is like, it's, it's just like the, all of the cliched things that you hear about popularity and clicks. So the cabin people all sat around thinking we're all outcasts. But if you talk to people outside of that group, they're the group of people that people are trying to be a part of, you know? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you invite us out there? Right, it's a right, group. right. Uh, there's the confidence that, that's, that you're given by the acceptance of, uh, of the other people, of your, of your peers, I feel like. Yeah. That's, where, that's where it comes from. Like, we talked about that, Palmer. And actually, I, I think it's because of that one night playing guitar in front of those people and everything that followed that... I have never made friends like the ones that I have from then. And those people are still the people that are nearest and dearest yeah. to my Absolutely. heart. And and uh and <clears throat> I have only realized more over time how important it is to try to maintain those bonds and looser and closer at times. But I mean it's what we're doing now and it's, it's And this like, is what shows the so cabin is fulfilling. like you you playing the guitar is like one of the pillars of things that when I think of the cabin, right, right. I was just when I say think this. of the images of the cabin, it's you playing guitar because that spawned everybody else playing guitar, which spawned everything. Like, oh man, there's just so much. Like, yeah, this- and, and and to know that that was some sort of um, that wasn't like planned. You weren't like, no. hey. I can like pick up my guitar and perform in front of these people and like they'll super be impressed. <laughs> right. But it was it was a way you're like, hey, this is something that is important to me. This is a way that I can express myself in a way to communicate with others and I feel valuable. Um it was a defense a way mechanism you, of sorts or just a way in to a group I, yeah. at that time, even though I sort of knew you guys didn't know how to interact. I think Eric had a guitar and that's what empowered yeah. me to do so at the cabin. Was there much yeah. in the in the early barn days? Uh, would he do that? Not really. No. I, I mean, I mean, he played hymns and uh, uh, you know hymns. Light light country music would be probably the best analysis. And I'm sure as he spent time at the cabin, it was probably slightly more. Is that him smoking? I hope it's him oh, smoking look at and it. playing. Look guitar. at him. Uh, oh yeah. I I don't know if I could include the thing because it says his name in the video, but I said I thought he was thirty at the time. Oh look at this guy! Yeah. Look at this guy! That the mustache. Side. Did he have the must? Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, fucking mustache. Yeah, that handsome mustache. guy. Oh man, that guy still can't have a mustache. He literally looks the same. <laughs> no, you've got a, a pretty bitch. good mustache though. I was going to comment like you have a pretty good like mustache goatee going on there. Hey, this is like three months, buddy. I've worked hard for this thing. 
This is like three months yeah. for me, right here. Yeah. Look at this. This is me. Oh, Do you see me? Like, there's Jacko playing the guitar. There's listening, and there's me. Just like with your head down, like you look like you're crying. (laughs) What I do remember about that though is it wasn't just melodrama. That time I had a splitting headache, but anyway, we'll publish the dreaming tree on somewhere (laughs) so that everyone can. But I do. I I would echo Palmer's sentiments about. I I I have to imagine that other people have their cabin, sure, and their cabin kids. Oh God, I hope so. I would love to hear other people's cabins, like about other people's cabins. I would imagine some people Um, find those people when they're young. Uh, My parents always told me like you find your real friends in college, and that was probably maybe their experience. But yeah, and I have we um the bride and I had friends. I'm more so in Cleveland that were, you know, not easily found, but, you know, it's that kind of feeling of like, of home and comfortability. Uh, it's a, it's that family kind of vibe. I don't know. That's what I appreciate the most. I realized, yeah. I realized that cause there's so that like, and I love pumps very much. I saw him this year. He can be mean sometimes. He even has philosophies about, I remember one time, actually Palmer, when you came back from Hawaii, he was on this kick at your, at your coming home party about how it was like unforgiven in his life. And he realized that he could at any time dispatch anyone and cripple them with his, like his comments that he wouldn't. And oh his, my God. His longs, his my long, God, that sounds so much like Seriously, pumps. he was saying that. And in like in his lungs, and his wonderful partner is standing next to him, uh, who just, who loves him for him, which is fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As do I. Yeah. But, but, um, we probably all feel that way about ourselves, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so like even within the oh, and we never got to enough of like the infight. I wanted to know about the like the dirt. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, but I will say, no, that's what I was getting towards, this short thing. There was other stuff. I don't want to like throw them under the bus too much, but there are times, several times over the years where uh, Marv I felt I couldn't trust. And I heard him I remember what I remember him saying. That 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 planted the seed of doubt deep in my sort of subconscious that never left when other things came up. Also on video, uh, people were dancing around the fire, and he was having a bad day. I'm sure, and everybody's got their shit. So I'm Marv. If you hear this, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't bury any ill will, of course. Uh, maybe not, of course, but I don't. Um, but he said, I overheard him say to someone. He, he just shook his head. He's like, "Man, I've got so much shit on everyone here." Uh, and and my heart just sank because that was like the the pipe thing. That's like the polar opposite. Right. Yeah. I was like, I need to be able to trust you in, implicitly and completely. Otherwise, yeah. I can't have it. And uh, that was right. so rare there. And that was probably even, yeah. So, but but that was, and that's it's like this. It was like this bizarre sort of. You know, I think we idealize it now to an extent. But, sure. But honestly, I, I was going to say, have, there's probably a little bit of that. But not as much as as you would think. Like a lot of... I don't know. When those you, things you, are real. I think if we went back there in a time machine, it was pretty idealistic. Yeah, but do you remember how ugly that couch was? Oh, God, that couch was uh, ugly. Think, yeah, but come on, Doc. <laughs> oh. I got a picture of that couch. How about the time... How about the time where we all forgot that you're supposed to close the door on the like the fire stove? <laughs> and favorite. the fucking the fucking ash fell out and burnt through the floor. 
Yeah, burn it through the floor. Do you know I'm angry and Ro right ran now because I could have died. Out saying, I'm not going to yes. die. I'm not going to yes. die. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories ever. I wasn't there for that, but I could so hear him oh, saying Twinkie, it. You were so pissed. I heard you were. I wasn't there that night, but I heard you were so pissed. Like you just like got up and like grabbed the log and like threw it back in the fire, and then like so went outside. Yeah, there he is on the couch. I think looking uh, sad, oh, not was, pissed. It was, where did we get? Maybe. Uh, Eric's. Uh, am I supposed? To, I forget if I'm supposed to say names or not. Eric, I'll know. say it. We you should, can beep it. You, um, can you get in yeah. touch with him? Tell him. Ask him if he wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be fifty now, right? I'll send an email. Fifty. <laughs> 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 Look at a fucking but, hair, like right there. He looks so just like old and yeah. not old in a bad way, but like we were no. all kids. No, he looks at old his, at his house. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about <laughs> like that. Old I've been in a, in a what way, then, Nate? <laughs> I've know. been accused at various stages of my life. I can remember friends in college. I can remember friends in Alaska. I can remember friend, co-workers now. I've been accused of having an old soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and, that's yeah, I would I would echo that. Yeah. In like a not derogatory not way. way. Oh, fuck that. Not, not, not a derogatory, derogatory way. way. I would just say yeah, like. I don't view yeah, it you that have an way. Old soul. But I'm saying their intent is like, wait, you listen to who? And you. Why are you quoting that person or you know whatever it is? And I feel like I've always been that way, and I don't know why. Uh, I actually felt that way too. As a kid, I felt so old always, yeah. and I always wanted to be older, and that's why I was emulating these people who were grown up. Sure. And now, as a grown up, I feel as Palmer and I talked about earlier this week, like a man child, though not so not so bad. I actually feel, unfortunately, like a grumpy old man, and I <laughs> fight that a lot. I I find that in the culture that we're in. I get so instantly moved by kindness. Like, yeah. like I yeah. get moved to tears by I do kindness that too. real quick. Did you guys see the, the Stranger Things acceptance speech from the Screen Actors Guild Award? Did you see that, Palmer? Watch it on our I didn't Twitter. get a chance to watch it. Although with I was going to say... With where he's like, just going, like he gets really passionate. Yeah. Lost my shit. Yeah, I've seen clips of that. And <laughs> like, my shit like, all the time. <laughs> just oh, from man. that kind of like... Kindness and that that kind of shit <laughs> abounded in that place, and it wasn't always. You know, we've recounted some specific no. instances, and there's right. even a clip in the documentary. There's actually this really funny, candid summary of a lot of what we were talking about that Bauman speaks to. That I I, I guess I won't include, so I'll kind of paraphrase it here. We're making the book. We went to that hotel that night. Remember, and yeah. we we, we Montrose, remember that. Right? Yeah, they <laughs> wouldn't have us back. <laughs> Like the next night we paid for the space and we didn't stay in a room, but we stayed up all night, like going through pictures and trying to put together this picture book. And then we wanted to have another night after. And they're like, no, you can't <laughs> come back here for this. Whoa. Cause I guess, we, you know, it was probably unorthodox and disruptive, whatever. But so there's a moment in that where I think we're wondering the same thing. Like, how did all this happen? How are we in this great space? <laughs> or like, how are we, you know, how, or how are we so lucky to have this, Sort of group of friends. How did this whole thing come to be? And then Bauman said this very simplistic thing. With um, we won't dig into like all this stuff about the movie, but he says like, "Oh, it's simple." Dave went to movies. Eventually, we started to go with him to movies, and then eventually we went to Smithville Girls, and we went to the cabin, and that's it. And then 
And then, uh, then I think Jacko chimes in. He's like, but yeah, but then certain things started to happen and people started hating people within the group. And he's like, but that's just the way it is. And then it goes off to the side to Palmer. And Palmer goes, please, if you guys just start hating me, just let me know. <laughs> 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 and then somebody, actually, it's you, Twinkie. You say, um, you say, Palmer, there's no possible way anyone could hate you. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Oh my I, gosh. I believe that right now. I, that, I've never not believed that. I agree. I have believed that I have believed that since the day I met Palmer. I under I, I there's oh. no possible way anybody Palmer could oh, be the most likable person I've ever met I've ever known. Oh God. Palmer oh, if I right now I, I just give you guys. the biggest hug right now. Oh, I wanna to come to Colorado Absolutely. and smoke pot and hug you. <laughs> like that's Me what too. I wanna do. Can you imagine the talk that would happen if we uh, saw <laughs> it would Dave, be unbearable to even so, <laughs> all right, this coming summer, Ash and I are gonna come through. We're gonna pick you up in the bride and we're gonna head out to Colorado and we're gonna smoke pot and hug Twinkie. Yeah. That's what we're gonna Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I'll take two weeks off. I'll take two weeks Let's off so it. I can smoke pot at the front of it. And then I, when I get drug tested on the other side of it, I'll be Yeah, good. if you just like pound water, it'll be yeah, fine. Like totally yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty yep. sure that's yep. That's what we're going to like do it. this next hey, summer. Hey, you have to cut this out. Pot's legal in Colorado. There's no breaking of the law here. We no, we don't have to cut who, that out. We're not cutting it out. We abide by the law. We respect people's property here in Colorado. So we, we do it within our own homes. And we welcome differences of opinion. Sounds like the, sounds like the cabin. Yeah. Unfortunately, we like also have lots of me. crazy-ass people here. But <laughs> Also the, sounds like the cabin in, in a yeah. Uh, I all guess right, so gotta, that's the cabin, right. right? I guess I mean for that's this cabin, cabin kid, this has got to be a series. We got to get others. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, so here's the thing. Here's what I would ask. So tweet if you do get other people on, if for whatever reason people are like, "This is an incredible interview with Twinkie," I've got to be a part of this. How do I get on? There has to be at least a question about the cabin. That would that would warm my soul. If there's just like even like a five minute conversation about. And they're like, the cabin sucked, and I hated it. That would be, <laughs> but I don't enough. think that'll like, be it. But I knew, yeah. At least I, I know. hear you. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Twinkie, we, but I, I need to confirm. We're gonna get you on for a part two because you did send a great list. Oh of, yeah, let's of tease this list. Oh, yeah. uh, do you have it in front of you, I, Palmer? Because I do. I, can I, I tell you? Can I, I, I do? Tell I have number? it right here. So can I tell? Can I cook? Tell you my number one thing, and then you can read down the rest of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. My number one thing, and it's been this way now for, I don't know, I, probably five or six years, has been my view of women's role in movies. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's um, a great and, show topic. Yeah. And, and again, I, uh, we'll just leave it there. We'll, we'll talk about it much more than that. But I will say a couple things. If you haven't looked up <laughs> the Bechtel test, which is a good something some uh, subject to look spell at. Spell that. B-E- oh, God. B-E-C-H- D-E-L. Okay. Bechtel test, which is a good place to start. Um, And my interest on this was really confirmed by watching Mad Max Fury Road. And that's all I'll say on it. But you can continue with the rest of the Oh, and I love Mad Max Fury Road. And now I'm wondering if I'm supposed to love it. I think Pumps' kid might be kind of named after. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, Oh, but the rest of this list, this is why we need to have Twinkie on for at least one more episode. Or just so, first off, Twinkie, I'm going to confirm we can get you on for the next episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, whenever you 
whenever you want. I would love to come back. Dave, Absolutely. what do you think? Let's let's get Twinkie on for like a part two. Yeah. So the first let's two do, episodes yeah. of this. I think however oh, so, even we record. And then we'll go through this list. Yeah. But let's 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 do shoot for Twinkie being on the next episode though, because Sure. Because let's just Fuck yeah. In in addition to women in movies, here are some of the things that we're gonna talk about with Twinkie on the next episode. Let's Dr. alternate. Strange I want to get to say some. Okay, you go. You do the one. Doctor Strange Love, particularly uh, the directorial career of Stanley Kubrick. Is that is that correct, Twinkie? In terms of listing I, both. Well, I just put Kubrick because I like him generally, but also Doctor Strange Love is actually the only Blu-ray I own from the Criterion Collection. Ooh. Like I, I don't. I'm not like. I, I have know. Brazil. I don't want to come off I as being Brazil. like pompous. That's what I own. But Doctor Strange Love is like more applicable now in 2016. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, yes. 17. Then, yeah, that's right. Then it was maybe back then. I mean, that <clears throat> movie is so good. Yeah. It is so good. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, just like so with good. the next movie on it. your list, Fifth Element. Like, I yeah. I I could do a... I feel like we could do that a, was mine. We're supposed to go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, son of a bitch. It's so good. You but get two now. Go. But well, go. Two. Go. But another thing I'll say is like, fuck part two. Like, let's just do this every now and again. And because some of my favorite episodes that we've done are have a focus on a movie. Yeah. We no, all three. I agree. Those are two movies. That's worth it. Uh, I'll Let do me be next. clear about something. You, you send I, I me want, an email. I want a certain one. So you, you do the one that starts with a B and then I'll get back. But you, go ahead. You first send one. me an email and tell so me we're a third this one Friday now? night. I'll be here. I want okay. you to do a third All one right. so I can do a, a one in particular. <laughs> All right. Uh, Blade Runner would yes. be the next one, which I think would be, a, be great. A, again, Here, all of these my... could be like one episode exactly. for this one movie. They're so Here, good. So Here's my one thing about Blade Runner. So Blade Runner came. I didn't watch Blade Runner until the 90s. You guys grew up with TV. I didn't and see it till the, the like 2000s. I, I saw it. Yeah, I didn't, yeah I didn't see it till the 2000s either. So I didn't see this till way later. And it was Harrison Ford like I'd never seen him. And it completely just blew my mind as to what science fiction is like. And 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 I love Star Wars. I watched Rogue One when it came out, just like you guys. I mean, I yeah, love Star yeah. Wars. But hardcore sci-fi, my love of hardcore sci-fi, like Westworld or some of these other movies that have come out. I mean, Christopher Nolan talks about how Blade Runner has affected him in his creation of all of his movies. And my love of hardcore sci-fi comes from Blade Runner. And I remember And there's that movie a sequel like, coming out this year for Blade Ooh. Runner. Like, yeah. We could I be remember, current. Can you believe uh, us olds could be current? Maybe we should oh, time the that olds one. are coming back. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Again, I could just talk about Blade Runner. Okay, anyway, yeah, that's what we'll do. So that's I, another I that's movie. That's do. another episode. Like one movie, one episode. Yeah, like, motherfuck parts. Right, go, Dave. Like, it's just going to be Dave. like, we'll do a movie. Next one, I'm going to do the next two, skipping the one that uh, that he already mentioned. And go. This, yeah. The Professional. In parentheses, oh, Gary motherfucking Oldman. Oh, oh do you want to God. talk about every one of Gary Oldman's movies? Or uh, wait, wait, I, Twinkie, how many movies of uh, Gary Oldman's do you want to talk about? All of them. All of them? Uh, maybe every one? Every single, like, the shitty ones. Every one! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! I cannot wait to talk about that he, guy. But it's the way, it's not even that phrase. It's the way he turns around when he says it. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's the way he turns around that we said. It's, the way it, it's not even the things he's saying. It's the way he turns. Gary Oldman. It's not even the words. It's the way he turns around that makes you love that. Anyway. You don't onward. like Beethoven. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Overtures like that, they oh. get my juices flowing. He was all strained, you know? After his all right, openings, what's the next one? I'm going to do that whole fucking... I used to do that whole fucking speech. That, I can't wait for that movie. Uh, the yeah. next one is Fuck Donald Trump, parentheses, really, really fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's my boss. I'm probably going to get fired for this. You know, but here's the thing. I, Donald I Trump is not your Donald boss. <laughs> we are his boss, and he yeah. should be <laughs> fucking fired. We are his boss, yeah. Yeah. Here's, a th- here, here's the thing about Donald Trump. With one tweet, I, I could lose my job. Honestly, I'm a government employee. Um, he can privatize me. He can cut my pay. He can do anything with an executive order. But here's my thought about Donald Trump. And you guys will appreciate this analogy. I feel like I'm the guy who signed up for a job for the empire. Mm. And I found out the fucking emperor is my boss and I'm working on the Death Star. Oh. And Luke's coming in to like destroy some shit and I'm going to get blown up with it. Only because I work... Not yeah. consciously, but I work for the fucking emperor. It's like clerks, and that thing. Really like there's sucks. fucking people installing toilet mains on that goddamn thing. Yeah, you're the independent contractor that's, that's right. stuck on the Death Star. <laughs> Luke, the serial killer, Skywalker, is going to blow my ass up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. But anyway. Let's make All you right. so much uh, other, <laughs> other things we're going to oh, talk yeah, about with Twinkie is going to be Monty Python. Oh, Our yeah. video games yeah. growing up and movies that we're excited for in 2017. All of these are going to be on the next episode of Long Walk Short <laughs> yeah. Drink. Yeah, bitch. So live in suspense, bitches. Gentlemen, it's been absolute pleasure. Dave, beautiful uh, as always. Thanks for letting Twinkie. me talk so much. I, this uh, this is a big deal yeah. for me, Twinkie, to hear to you say the things that you said. Even just to yeah. see your goddamn face. Absolutely, nice. absolutely warms my absolute heart. Like, oh man, talking about like me singing acapella, you guys like make me feel amazing. Oh man, I got so, some footage you singing acapella, sir, to make the Pope weep. Oh uh, shit! I, with, without <laughs> any sort of self-conscious sake, and love each of you very much. Love you, I sir. really appreciate um, each you, of buddy. you for who yeah. you are. Absolutely. Well, so like let's uh, let's shoot for next future. episode. <laughs> Long walk, short drink. Uh, this is Palmer signing off. Dave. Dave signing off from Northfield, Minnesota. Twiggy. Denver, Colorado. Talk right. to you guys later. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. That was a beautiful show, guys. Don't call me Twiggy. <laughs> yes. <Sorry. laughs> yes. We went to you the You fucking end. call me Twiggy again. We're done. <laughs>